Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a fresh new episode of Missing Curfew. Although it's not too fresh because the boys just got back from Las Vegas. Oh I'm Shane O'Brien. And I'm Scotty Upshaw Lobes. The Updog. We got a great podcast for our listeners tonight. We are going to dive into how many fucking bananas Sidney Crosby's made. The World Junior, uh, the World Championships, Canada shoving it up our ass. Montreal Canadiens. The final thoughts on the North Division. Thank fuck, it's over. Um... Tea time segment and a new segment from uh, our good friends at Good Life calling, uh, you know, pulling the goalies out too quickly. So, up dog, you're looking good, baby. Like you always I feel do. Fresh, bro. Oh, I feel fresh. It feels like Monday after just an excellent weekend where you still kind of got the, you know, you still got that energy and that vibe from the, you know, from the trip. You're talking about all the, all the things and the fun shit you did. And, uh, man, it's just nice to be in the studio again. A little later than usual. Yeah. It's 3.30. We got the Tampa Bay game, Tampa. Well, sorry, the Tampa-Carolina match. Tampa-Carolina. Who do we, we got? We got we, Carolina. We got Carolina. As they're just buzzing. At, so. at home, plus 105, we had to take them. I, don't, so. I just don't think they're going to lose at you know the final game. They will lose game six. Do or die, I, th I like them in this match. And So if you see us explode here on camera, that's because they score and we're <laughs> fucking buzzing. Speaking of do or die, there were some do or die moments in Vegas there over the weekend for me where I was like... 
either I push through here or I go back to my suite and shut her down. But um, we're going to get into Vegas. But real quick, thank you to Tom Riley, who's an absolute beauty. Todd Pickup, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, what an organization. First class, Shane Knighty, Gary Lawless, you, A-Hall, our boy Maxie. Um, fuck, we're going to get into Vegas. But what a, what a, what a, what a weekend. Thank the cheerleaders who came <laughs> by with the, you know, with the drum set. Oh, I mean, yeah. what they do on the concourse level before the game at the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, you know, in that T-Mobile arena is awesome. Yeah. It's hockey 101. Playoff time. Energy was buzzing. Uh, I just hope everyone back home, and by back home, I mean in, in Canada, is watching that, realizing just what they're missing. Oh, I Playoff said, hockey with that atmosphere, Obes, is, is what it's all about. I sent a video to my boy Steve Coolis uh, on game three. After we did our show, we got to the suite, and it was just starting to get going. I sent a little video being like, cools, cools. And he just texts back, you motherfucker. So um, I got a little IV story first. So I, I, I had IVs lined up in Vegas. I only got one of the two. So today I went, when I woke up this morning, I was obviously had the cobwebs going. So uh, the hydration room again, shout out to Dr. He was there. Brett? Yeah, Brett uh, Fiore. Great guy. Great guy. Member at Big Canyon. So I get in there. I'm talking to the girl. I'm obviously in one uppy. And it's pretty, pretty, pretty busy. We weren't the only people that had a fucking weekend. Hydration room was fucked. I was like, fuck, I don't have an appointment. So... I'm talking to the girl, and obviously I'm loud, and I got the raspy voice going, and I'm just like, hey, can you make sure you put Tortorol in that shot? Like, Tortorol. Tortorol, yeah, yeah. lots of it. And then I hear from a guy Some like- John Tortorol. Yeah. I hear from a guy in the back corner. I'm like, he's like, that stuff will kill you. And I'm like, I can't see his face. I'm like, well, the way I feel right now, I wouldn't give a fuck if it did. I didn't say fuck, <laughs> but I'm like, if it, if it did, I wouldn't even care. So I go in, I get my IV thing, I come sit down. Who's in the corner but Freddie Couples? Oh, Freddie. Fucking boom, boom. So I'm like, Freddie, what's up, buddy? And he's he's hurt a little bit. And um, I knew he played last weekend. And he said, I'm, I'm a little stiff and under the weather from traveling and playing last weekend. And I wasn't going to play the next weekend, but I bumped into Steve Stricker and Strixie's like on the range last week was like, you're coming, right? And he's like, fuck, how do I say no to Steve Stricker? So um, I'm in here getting an IV, trying to rally before I leave. What are you doing here? And I went, me and Uppy went to Vegas for game three and four. And he said, of course you did. But uh, <laughs> he's watched the series. He was impressed with the way Vegas played in game three and four. He asked me about game five tonight. And um, he had Joel Lacob on his bag last week. And Joe's a big Rangers fan. So they... Freddie said he played golf during the day and him and Joe after the round last week. I don't know where the tournament was. Um, they watched hockey and hung out because obviously Tiger's on the shelf. So he took Tiger's caddy. So shout yeah. out to Freddie. <laughs> shout out to Freddie. Because uh, playoff time a couple years ago, may or may not have told this before. Tell it again. But Freddie Couples is, is a hockey fan through and through Obes. Um, he was texting me and my boys in the St. Louis Blues the year we went to the conference finals. After every win, I would go in the beer room. Uh, which is where, you know, we have this big ass Bud Light fridge for, you know, Budweiser, Fucking St. Louis. Thing. And we'd sit there with the recliners, all the kids on the team, you know, the, the guys, uh, sons would be in there shooting pucks, Vladdy's kids, Steiner, you know? So anyway, good little vibe in there after the wins. And there would be the text from Freddie. How about them blues? <laughs> and I just fucking, I'd, I'd end up sending him a little voice message or yeah. a video of the boys like, Hey Freddie. And Man, he sent us, uh, I think we had almost, you know, 11, 12 wins. We almost made it to the finals that year, lost to San Jose. But Freddie, you know, big fan, and uh, what a gem. Just a beauty. And a bit, just a big sports guy in general. Like, the rounds that we have been lucky enough to play with him, we talk golf, but he talks every kind of sport. And then he had his, uh, you know, I don't think it's his wife, beautiful girlfriend. Is he married to that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know. So she was there. She was getting IV, too. And she's big into... Um, the the ladies softball championships that are on ESPN right now, and I, I was actually in between hockey games, watched a little bit of it yesterday, and it's 
pretty good atmosphere. So Freddie Couples, he wants to tee it up with us. He's just been busy. So one thing I did want to say about uh, Vegas. Yeah. I realize I still got my dancing legs. Yeah. I might not <laughs> have my hockey legs though. <laughs> But shit, can I move up there? You got your dancing hey, legs. Hey, I was not stopping that one. No, you're, you're light at, uh, right now. You, Omnia. You, you, I was backstage, light. and shout out to my boys, Loud Luxury, a couple good uh, Canadian kids who put on a hell of a show. And yeah. that Omnia Club is one of the best clubs in Vegas. Fuck, was it loud in there, it, man. Was it loud? I came out of there, and my like it felt like I got maybe hit in the head with a puck or something. My ears were fucking ringing. That, that was one of the loudest clubs I've ever been in, and that made me realize that I'm getting a little long in the tooth. Because I was like, that, like almost like get me out of here kind of thing. But um, it was great. Speaking of Vegas, Uppy, uh, there was a tweet. Sidney Crosby, highest paid hockey player ever, $129 million. We could have used fucking Sid the Kid in Vegas God for some damn. of those tabs. That's a lot of chips. What were your thoughts? Like, I, I knew he made a lot of cash, but I, I didn't think he had Is made that. Is that just up to date? Like right, right to today? I, I don't know. Did he get a signing bonus or something like yesterday? But that's he's the highest paid um, hockey player and, of all time. And by rights. Yeah. Our generation owes three cups, you know, golden goal for Canada, the Olympics. You know, he's been a pioneer for, for the evolution of hockey and how it's played with the old, you know, 10 and 2 skating and yeah. getting real low and powerful and uh, just a good two-way player. One of the best of our, you know, best of ever. So best of our he, era. He, deserves, he deserves that cash. And he got paid like it. And speaking of 10 and 2, Makar has learned from Sidney Crosby because the abs were brutal, but Makar had the 10 and 2 going the whole night. We were in the, we were in the suites, which we're going to get to, and he can skate. So to Sid the kid, uh, I don't really know you, but if you're ever around, I'll take I'll, the big I'll, canyon. I'll tell you right? what, you want to play golf and take the boys out, let us know. So um, that kids, hey, one to the young kids out here, if you're working hard, hockey players, we don't get paid like football players, but baseball players, but Sid the kid, if, so keep working. Um, the world championships ups. We fucking were shitting all over these guys right away. Even Cooley was shitting on it. You know, guys didn't go over. They lost to Latvia. I was sitting in this exact chair fucking ripping them, being like, that's embarrassing. You could take a junior team over there. They got her done. They beat uh, Finland in the finals. They beat USA in the semis. They beat Russia in the quarters. That's, that's a pretty good run there. Just what were your thoughts? Shout out, obviously, to our boy Gerard Galen. Let's start with Turk. I mean... We called it. Yeah. He's the man for the job. You get a two-week tournament... You know, kids come in. I felt like I didn't know half the people on that team. No. And didn't even know their names. Usually, you know, you might know a young kid here and there, hear about them. Man, when I looked at that lineup, you know, the joke was, shit, I could play on that squad. Well, You probably could have. You know what? Kudos to them. Um, what they did after, you know, a five, I think it was 2 nothing loss to Latvia in, the, in game one, 5 nothing shit kick into USA in the second game. They lose the third. They go on to have just an incredible, you know, uh, consolation rounds. You know that the the overtime goal by Magnumpa, Magnumpon. I don't. That kid. Was I keep seeing Luch talk about him. Yeah, so he, he, good, he plays in Calgary. So anyway, good on him. MVP of the tournament. Shout out to him. You know, OT goal against Russia in the quarters. Um, a big win against the USA in in the you know in the semis. And then, man, just a golden goal by Nick Paul to uh, to close it out for for Canada. Big Gord Miller, shout out to him. Backdoor tap in. Shout out to him with the call. It was an epic call. Backdoor tap in. Actually, if you watch the whole play happen from the faceoff in their own zone, it's incredible how they get the puck. You know, a lost draw, they get the puck and they just skate down two on one and uh, put it away. Man, it's it's huge for Canada. I felt like we needed a um, you know World Championships under our belt. It's been a while. I mean, good on him. And that goal you were talking about. How about the move by Troy Stetcher? Backhand toey between the legs. Cross ice to that boy from Calgary. I'm not going to try to butcher his name and the game's over. Now, listen, I like Troy Stetcher. He works hard. 
I'll tell you what, he never made that play in Vancouver for two years or last year in Detroit. But for those kids, good on them. The Buffalo Sabres won the first overall pick. They're going to take this kid, Owen Power, who played in that tournament. And his first game, he played three minutes. By the end of the tournament, he was playing 20, 21 minutes. He's six foot six. He can skate like Hedman, they're saying. So if he's the next Hedman, Buffalo, yeah. better days ahead. So, and, and what about our boy, Sweet Lou? There was a picture with him with the cup. Oh, he looked pumped up, he didn't he? He had the beard going, the hair slicked back. Uh, first time GM. Come on the show, Lou. Has he tweeted since? I don't know. Maybe he's still drunk over there in Latvia. Yeah, hopefully. Hey, did he make her home? Hopefully. Well, he can't be too drunk. Turk was texting us back. Hey, we sent Turk a little message from Vegas. Said, we're, hey, we're in your old stomping grounds at the game. Mm-hmm. It's exciting here. Uh, it was before the gold medals game. You know, good luck, Turk. Um, sure enough, they win it. He sends the boys a message back, and he's a team that's player. just he's a team guy. So he's gonna be a, he's gonna be head coach this year, Obes, no matter where it is. And uh, a team's gonna be lucky to have him. I hopefully, mean, it's a good veteran team ready to you know ready to win. That's that that is Gerard Glenn in a nutshell, right? They they start they get pumped. They're all three at the start, and it's probably because he's not the biggest and X and O's guy, right? So maybe they like they're quarantined. They get over there. It's hard to you know, but. He's good in the room, and he made that team fucking come together. And for me, I wrote him off. So, boys, I'm sorry. Way to make us proud, you guys. Adam Henrik was a captain. Congratulations to him. Uh, Bobby Lou, first GM, first win. I think you should come on and talk to the boys. And Gerard, you're an absolute beauty. So, congratulations, boys. Updog, the Montreal Canadiens. We, uh, oh, we got a little play here, Savard. No, I don't think it was. Uh, I think it's a TV timeout. Okay. Um, they bounced. The Winnipeg Jets, they swept them. I watched the game last night. 2,500 fans were going crazy. I just want to get your thoughts on, I, you know, I did a sh- on, on the Sirius XM before game five. We had a couple French guys on that were saying if, if they lose this game, which everyone thought they're going to do to the Toronto Maple Leafs, that Mark Bergeron was done. Carey Price may have played his last game in Montreal. They win game five. And the rest is history. Like, that's when you talk about how close playoff hockey is like they were you know one game away from blowing this team up and now they're going to the stanley cup semifinals there's stories like that i feel like there's a story like that every year and there has to be yeah. because playoff time there's so many teams that are expected to do big things obes and then there's teams that aren't there's teams that sneak in and usually if you sneak in the playoffs you haven't you've had a little bit of a rocky year you haven't like nothing went perfect you know, maybe you had a good stretch here and there, but then you went on a little slide. I felt like the Montreal Canadiens were that this year. They had glimpses of like, wow, this team's really taking the next step. And they'd go on and they'd be iffy. And, you know, Carey Price isn't playing his best and he gets hurt. Jake Allen comes in. I think Jake Allen should get, a, you know, should be praised for the job he did down the stretch, keeping them in games and and stealing games for them. Um, and I love Jakey. I think he's been a, a great pickup for that team. But I still think unless this team goes and wins the cup, which – you know, we're all going to doubt them again. But yeah. Who knows what happens? Yeah. That Carey Price is is no longer a Montreal Canadian. That's my opinion. This um, is it. That this is it yeah. for him. I, and I think it's time that they move on. I think it's time he wants to move on. He deserves the right to maybe play a couple years somewhere else, whether that's somewhere close to his home, just somewhere out of the Montreal limelight. Now, if he wins a Stanley Cup and brings a Stanley Cup to Canada and into Montreal, wow, it's a game changer. They would be like, they would let him go. They would he just gets say, it done, he say, hey, we'll buy your sail away. free bird, private bird, right to Seattle for Jump you. Jump on that price. Elon Musk fucking spaceship to Mars. <laughs> maybe be and the first player to sign up in the fucking space. You bring up Carey Price, and I saw one of his press conferences in between, you know, blackjack hands and hockey games and God knows what else we were doing. And I saw an interview that he said, and he just, they talked about him being in the zone and, and all this, and he just said, this is fun. And the look in his eyes, and then like when they, he's like, this is fun. So he's in the zone. 
I want to talk to you about, so they're going to get a break, and we saw, we'll get into the Winnipeg Jets, but they're going to get a break. But the top four D for the Montreal Canadiens are playing so much. Your boy Edmondson, I want to give this kid love. Um, I don't know him. I bumped into him one time at a concert. He was with Big Bobble. But listen, this kid's got a great active stick. His feet are better than people think. His first pass is good. He's been unbelievable for the Montreal Canadiens. So to him, good on you, fella. But um, this top four D are tired. They're playing a lot of minutes up. Either five, six don't play, which I don't necessarily agree with. I think over time that will cost you. But is this rest going to be good for them? It wasn't good for the Winnipeg Jets, Obes. Yeah. Um, you know, is it going to be good for them when they jump in a, in a building that has 20,000 screaming fans, whether it's Colorado or Vegas? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I mean, Carey if, Price if, is probably looking forward to that. Yeah. Right? He yeah. loves the, you know how he plays in the playoffs. He loves the limelight. So I think that rest those boys, Shea Webbs, he plays a lot of minutes on those knees, right? There's no yeah. question he's been hurt over the years. But um, I think you're right. Those guys have lagged a lot of minutes. Carey Price has stopped a lot of fucking rubber. Yeah. Webbs has been awesome. And you know what? Rest up, boys, because their boys are coming at you from Vegas or from Colorado. Yeah. Those those teams live, and we'll talk about it, yeah. are legit. Probably the two best teams that I've seen play hockey against each other in a long, long time. I haven't seen Tampa play live lately. They look great, yeah. but... Man, Vegas played some of the best hockey I've seen a team play in the last couple of weeks. I agree. I will say one thing about Vegas. Um, you played there. I never played there. I, I was always like, fuck, I, I know I just don't, I don't have the self-discipline. I know if I was in Vegas, I would go out. I'd have to play guilty. Well, I'll tell you what, your hangover would be over at the start of fucking warm-up. And I'm going to get into that, but that place gets rocking. Corey Perry, what can you say about this guy? We were talking about him over the weekend. Loops was talking about him. Mackell was talking about him. I mean... Is he slow? Yes, but he just, he's getting it done and he's another playoff guy. And I think he's earned another contract, even if they lose next round to Colorado or Vegas. Yeah. You, you like, so you know him more than me, Obes. And I had him at training camp in Dallas uh, last year. And basically, I just love what he brings. Yeah. I love the fact that if Intangible. he's on, if he's on your team, you're like, fuck yeah, we got worm. Mm -hmm. Look at him fucking go. Look at the team chirp him. He was like, <laughs> he was so much different than Steve Ott. Look at the team chirp him. Like so much different than, than Otter in so many ways. But Otter had this like presence about him that he always like, he knew when to step up and do something. He didn't go and do something dumb. He just knew how to play and he played the right way. And it was something that your team fed off of. Uh, and Corey Perry, man, the success he's been having in the playoffs proves that, you know, some guys like this, just they're gamers. They should be valued as that come playoff time. Uh, they should be given another opportunity, another chance to win. Um, and Corey Perry, the last couple of years, man, has been uh, a really effective fucking force on good hockey teams that are successful and that play fucking hockey hard in the right way. So Kudos to him. He's not done scoring goals no. either. He's going to be a big factor down the stretch here for these and, guys. And Paris, I love you. Um, you're probably not listening, but if you are, get those legs moving a little bit quicker for Vegas to call around, though, buddy, because <laughs> they back pressure a little bit harder than the Winnipeg Jets. But Did you see when a stick flew over the glass? Who, Paris? Last game. It was great. <laughs> I don't think the, the guy pinched up on him on the on the red line as the D was like shooting it up to him and he was going to tip it and the guy just fucking backed the <laughs> stick and it flew over the glass and he's looking around and no one knows where it is. And fucking, and then the, you know, and then the fan kindly brought it I over. But the that. fans were fucking 25 rows up. 
Figure it out, Bell Center. I think, of, by the way, did you think there was, it looked like there was more than 2,500 in there, which I hope there was. And I'm not, I'm sorry, Montreal, I'm not snitching on you. I hope there was, but it seemed like a decent little atmosphere in there. Did not, yeah, on not the OT prepared. goal when they zoomed out. Yeah, like, because the, they had the electronic towels going. Yeah, but the glass is there. No one's fucking giving the players COVID. I'll, I'll tell you where it is going off. It was outside the barn. Did you see the French Canadians out there? I did, fucking, with the poutine and the fucking and French then laundry. They, want, they yeah. wanted to get rowdy after the game. They were just itching to get rowdy because they've been locked down. But, um, and to Foley Uppy, you know, I, I questioned his foot speed at the start of the year. Who cares? He can score. He I can mean, score. he can, you were, you know, you were a guy that had a good release. I mean, he can shoot the fucking puck. If you watch that shift alone and then every other shift that, that either he takes or, you know, the, just the goal score robes, they like, they weave in and out and they go to the open areas and they just want to like watch Pasternick and I, I, I zoomed in and ISO cammed him yesterday in his game. He just continually like circles around and lets Marchant and Berger, Bergeron do their thing, win their puck battle, <laughs> fucking make a play. And yeah. then he's like, he's lost himself in open ice and he's fucking just off season shoulder surgery. He's shooting the puck so many times. It's true. It's, it's I like just he, would go right to the net, stay there and be like, fucking shoot the puck. It's like, I, he's like, I'm not going to work. I don't have to work hard. Bergeron and, and Marshy got, I'm just going to go out here and stay high. But yeah. it's true. And it's not a knock to pass. Not, no, I it's, love him. it's and a we're talent. Gonna, we're going to get into some of the cool stuff he's been doing, but Bergeron and Mar and, and listen, say what you want. We'll get into the Bruins, but Marshy, I mean, that guy hunts fucking pucks. Bergeron is always in the right place. And like you said, Pastor finds that quiet area. And that's what Toffoli did last night in the winter. Yep. Cole Colefield, the poor fucking Winnipeg Jets were getting in there. Coop's the guy's name. And you know this as a four. I know this as D-man. You go into that scrum and you just get on the wrong side of the puck and it bounces over your stick. And Kopsky. Kopsky and you're fucked. Fuck. Good little pass. So Montreal Canadiens, thank you. Uppy, we are, no, we, we are proud to be Canadian boys. Fort McMurray, Port Hope, Ontario. I've been to Fort McMurray. You took a piss on the LCBO in Port Hope. So, <laughs> sure I mean, we listen, I love Ken. I love being where I'm from. I'm from. I love my family. But the North Division is over. Thank fuck. I'm going to go first. NHL, you fucked it up. I don't know if it could have been handled any differently, but the North Division, it stunk. I watched it all year. There was no fans. Thank goodness Connor McDavid had the year he did because that was the highlight of it. And Austin Matthews, they got into playoffs. The Leafs lost in seven. The Oilers got swept. Then the Jets get swept. I just think I get it. It was because of COVID. I'm happy it's over. I never want to see it again. Congratulations to the Montreal Canadiens on North Division being over. And I just, Uppy, I don't know what your thoughts, but that's how I feel about it. Well said. I just, <laughs> it, it's a joke. It was it was just a just, joke. Just, yeah, I haven't been home in fucking a year because of this. It's 14-day quarantine still. I just still let's figure it out. Still, let's get the people who are vaccinated or need to be vaccinated, get them vaccinated. Let the people live again. So, and go watch a hockey game because it's awesome. That big Scott and what's your mom's name again? Always Mandy. Mandy has not met your beautiful daughter. Is crazy. Come on. Man. But anyways, that's what we'll try to say. We take some heat on Twitter. For, I don't care. We get some people saying, O'Brien Upshaw, you guys are fucking idiots. And other people are like, uh, Obi, run for premier of Ontario. Yeah, but those but idiots are just, guy. they're sheep. To the North Division, listen, I guess you got it done, but I'm glad it's over. Montreal, congratulations. Updog, our, our fair, our, one of our segments throughout the playoffs, uh, Tea Times, presented Someone's, to you by Aura Ring. Aura Ring, you got the ring, I could get Obes. it on my fucking little... By the way, if you have a, a meat cleaver like, like Obes, you got the size 13 ring, it's only fitting on that pinky. <laughs> they all do in the pain. You know what they say about guys <laughs> with big pinkies? Can't fit rings on them. Can't fit rings on them. Um, tea time segment presented to you by Aura Rings. Uppy, thank you for my ring. I love it. You're going to have to show me how to set up on my phone afterwards. 
the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, I think they have a great head coach in Paul Maurice. Um, I thought when they played Edmonton, I well, they cost me $1,000 because I put them to win the series, and they didn't. What are your thoughts on the Jets? And I guess first and foremost, was the Shifley hit the difference, and how is he feeling right now, you think? I really like the way their team played and shut down Edmonton, but then again, you're really only shutting down one line when you play Edmonton, so really hard to really hard to gauge that. Edmonton, um, tough go. Winnipeg, you got you got screwed. You got screwed by you know a, a, what's an unfortunate hockey play and a split second decision that was was talked about forever and will always be in that city. I think Shifley got the short end of the stick, although. You know, we always talk about Evans and being hurt, and that's that's a unfortunate situation. But that's a hockey hurt. play, Obes, and four game suspension to me takes him right out of the series, gives the series pretty much, you know, the upper advantage to Montreal. Uh, they took advantage of it, give them credit, but without Shifley, uh, you know, and and that goal scoring ability and the playmaking ability, and he does it all on both sides of the uh, both sides of the puck. I felt like Wheeler and. Um, our boy that shoots the puck like better than anyone I've Ellers, seen, Connor. Connor. That line didn't do much. I know why. And I just, I don't, there was no one to fill that spot. And it was just, it was a yeah. demoralizing thing to deal with. And then they did, they, I, I, you could tell Paul Maurice wanted to kind of like, you know, I, I listened to his interview before game four. And he's like, you know, maybe getting the guys ready tonight is, I might have to say a joke or two. I might have to be comical about this. I got to get these guys feeling loose. That was a down group. They yeah. were upset that this kid wasn't playing and and that they got fucked. And quite frankly, I think they did. Yeah. And, and we don't need to talk about the hit anymore because we have. But I do want to talk about everyone we've talked to have had different situations on uh, or sorry, different different, opi yeah. different opinions on it. Right. 90 lawless Lupo. I mean, they went on and on. Guys, we talked to in Vegas about it. Some were saying it's clean. Some were saying it's dirty. So they missed Shifley. I thought Hellebach played well. I, I think Price played him, obviously. And I think, in my opinion, the Winnipeg Jets, we talk about the Montreal Canadiens back end, how they don't have an offensive guy, really, like a pure offensive D-man. I think the Winnipeg Jets could use one guy that kind of, I don't know, that has a little more offensive ability that can jump in the play. I guess that Morrissey can a little bit. Yeah, he, I, he played great against Edmonton. Like, I, I mean, yeah. some of the best hockey I've seen, a young, and, I, and I compared him to, like, Kimo Timonen because he was doing it all. He was a little he was a little suspect in the yeah. next round. And maybe all that time off, maybe he was, you know, maybe he was hitting the sauce or he was golfing too much or something. But or he's locked himself inside his house, which could kill a guy for two weeks anyway. Yeah. To Shifley, um Did I ever tell you my my my, my yeah, Shifley story? In Vancouver. In Vancouver we're at the bar and uh did he pull shout out, out to Peter Gurgis. We're, we're, we're at West One Oak or One Oak. Uh, One Oak? West Oak. West Oak. And flowers, typical flowers, right? We get some champagne, and he's sitting up there with all the chicks drinking the bottle of champagne, Dom, out of the bottle. So I grab that out of his fucking hand, give him a little smack, and then Shifley shows up with Webbs, Shifley, um, the D-man Bell Bellevue or Belbo that used to play in Montreal, now is yeah, in yeah, Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, they sit down, and they start just... Shifley don't even know what drinks, but his buddy starts slugging like slugging the vodka. Like, I mean, one time, these guys play in the American League, they play in the jungle or coast, and I'm like, I pull Shifley aside, I'm like, hey, kid, like, either throw your credit card down or tell these fucking rookies to get the fuck out of here because they're chugging my vodka. So that was <laughs> that was the only time I met him. But keep your head up, learn from it. But I mean, he's got to be feeling really shitty, man. Like, yeah, I, it's a tough, that's going to be a tough summer, man. That's that's a long They had a chance to get out of the North, I think, as good as anyone with with that player in his lineup. And, their lineup. and you say this all the time, and, and this is why you're a great playoff guy. Like, he, like you never want to let your teammates down. And like, 
he's got to be feeling that way. And I, I don't wish that upon anyone. I don't wish that upon anyone because you work so hard and you want, and team hockey guys, you see the interviews they put up down here. Like it's all like we, 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 uh, you know, there's no I in, t- in, in the hockey, but um, anyways, have you ever played golf in Winnipeg? Where are they going to tee it up? Are there any good courses there? I don't know. I, I used never... to go see two to Winnipeg, but fuck, I don't know. No. Is it? no. Anyways, good luck next year, boys. No big canyon. Tee times. Yeah. No, no, fuck. There's no big canyon. You know what? That wind golf course looks pretty nice. I could see it outside of my suite in Vegas. Yeah. You ever played that track? I know it's not Discovery, but. You know what? I've only played golf one time in Vegas, and that was like two months ago. I've never. But when I go there, it's for a fucking time. I'm not going to golf. No, me either. Um, yeah, that was our. <laughs> well said. That was our tea time segment brought to you by our good friends at Aura Rings. Check these out. I got it on my finger. It feels good. I mean, it barely gets on there, but I'm Wait excited. Wait till you get some sleeps under your belt with that thing. Good thing I didn't have this in Vegas. It would, it I it, did. It, it, the one morning, <laughs> it was funny. It said, go to bed. <laughs> yeah. um, we have another segment brought to you by our good friends at Good Life. The segment's called Pulling Out. Um, <laughs> pulling, it has to do, pulling out. Pulling out. It has to do with- For pull, all you single guys out there, you better to, pay attention. For all you guys that are out there chasing the bars, make sure you pull out all the time. Pulling the goalies way too early, Uppy. I talked to oh, Loops. The goalies we're talking I put I talked to I talked to Loops about it a little bit in Vegas. Macal. They're pulling these goalies at the three minute mark of these games. And for me, I'm old school. I know it goes into analytics. But for me, man, all it takes is one little bounce over your twig, and next thing you know, you're down two. Now I guess you still have three minutes to to get two, but why not try to wait till the you know minute and a half mark, minute? Because once they score that goal and you're down two, it's basically over, in my opinion, Obes. It's a good viewpoint, Obes. There is a big difference in the last couple of years on how these coaches have, have you know, played this out. To me, I'm going to evaluate it on, on, on their side, and I'm going to say that, you know what, three-minute mark, you have full control of the puck. Your best players are on the ice. They're fresh. They're fresh. Let's pull the goalie right now. Let's get six guys down in their zone, and let's tire them out and try to score a goal. If it goes a minute, minute and a half, and either they ice the puck or the goalie covers it, my guys are tired, I can call a timeout. I can rest my good players, and they get to play another minute and 30. That is three minutes of the last three minutes with my best players on the ice. If I wait you know, a minute and a half and I put my best players out there and you know, they don't get a goal in that minute and a half, I only got to have them with six players on the ice for a minute or a minute and a half. I want to get my best players on the ice for as long as I can with a six man advantage. And that to me is probably why analytics shows, you know what, if you get the puck and you're in control and there's three minutes left, fucking pull the goalie and go score a goal. And if there's a bad bounce, that bad bounce would have happened with a minute and a half left or whatever. But you know, best players on the ice is your best chance to score goals in my opinion. So that's a great point by you. So that's the risk reward. Yeah, that's what the if coach that made is saying. Sense. If people are listening, no, that, that, made sense. That, that makes sense because yeah. the coach is basically saying the the risk is I'm going to pull the goalie with three minutes left and that could bounce over fucking Kucherov, uh, Stone's stick, Kucherov, whatever. <laughs> Never not, bounces over yeah. Kucherov, but Stone Stick or whatever, and they score. But now this gives me three minutes, and like you said, a, t- a timeout in my back pocket that if we don't get one, I can rest my guys. And get it going again. So that's, that's a great, exactly it. Okay, that's a great point by you. And I was often wondering. I knew it had to do with analytics, but I was like, "Fuck that!" Like it just p- pisses me off, especially if it's a team I got money on, where the bounce of the guy's stick, it's in the net, and the game's over. So, um, it's a great point by you. I still, I, I'm old school. You know, I'm old school. I like that minute and a half. Minute and a half. Get them out. But 
See, and I would say this. I would say, okay, it's three minutes, right? Yeah. My top guys go out for a minute and a half, and they get chances. Puck gets cleared out. I want those guys to change obes yeah. with a minute and a half left. I want my second unit to come on, and I want their, their first play is to put a puck on the net to get a puck stoppage. Put a puck on the net, get guys in front, get a puck stoppage. Soon as that puck stoppages, I get to call a timeout. My rest guys come on the ice with another minute and a half left. Kind of like I was saying, but my second unit's pure, like only role is to get control of the puck and get it on net and get havoc. And either the goalie covers it or you create chances, but keep it down there. Don't fuck around with it. Keep get it, it on there. net. Keep it down there. That's my, that's, that's my a point. great point. I should be a coach. We fuck. Maybe you won't be buddy. Maybe you will be here. Um, I think it does matter if it's one or two goals too. I'm sure there's analytics that go into that, but even with two goals, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Like, fuck. I mean, sometimes I saw regular season games. I granted like five, six minutes left. Fuck the boogeyman. Bobby Boogie one night pulled it with five <laughs> minutes left in San Jose. I was he like, just wanted the game to be over. And I so love Boogie. Go. I was like, holy fuck, that's a little early. But um, so our good friends, at, uh, our good friends at Good Life Story, that was a little segment called Pulling Out, Pulling the Goalies Way Too Early. But if you're in Vegas, especially, don't forget to pull out. Okay? <laughs> don't just, forget. Don't forget to pull out. Put one me. on and it's pull out. <laughs> Fucking pull and pray, boys. Um, up dog, we we did thank the Vegas Golden Knights. We want to thank them again. We met the president, who was an absolute beauty. He came by to say hi. Um, our live show to Maxie and Albert, it was unbelievable. We were sitting there. We had McGregor and Poirier posted right there. I was getting goose, goosebumps there. The fans were interacting. I had some Avalanche people come up and give us a shot. We had some Vegas fans come up and give us our shot. Um, I thought it was a great live show. Did you have fun? It was amazing. I it was great. Yeah. It was great. We had a great setup. Thank you to them. We yes. had a great spot in the concourse right next to the McGregor uh, the McGregor banner, which we got to go to that fight, by the way. Yes. I'm, we're, 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 yes, we're going to. Anyway, we're going to that. We're going to go to that. I, wanna, uh, I was actually going to talk to you about that off air, so I'm glad you want to go. I was going to see right, if you want to. So we're going to go to that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just just the atmosphere. Oh, was it, it smelled like playoff hockey in there. You got the coal. You know, you're in that rink again. For us, you know, it had been a while. For everyone, it's been a while. Right, oh, especially people in Canada. So you know what, play a playoff atmosphere. You know the sound of hockey, the pucks, the hitting, the swearing. You know the atmosphere. We took the Golden Knights twice, and oh. you know thanks to them, my bookie's gonna have to slide some cash <laughs> over. Uh, so anyway, <clears throat> no, was, we bet them on DraftKings too, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yes, we bet them on DraftKings. Oh, huge! Huge. Took them every which way. Took them every which way on DraftKings. Yeah, we did the Haley parlay, or the Hazy Parlay special. Yeah, we did do the Hazy Parlay special. So fucking it's Broadway. I can't wait to get him on here. See how oh, he's feeling. That four hour flight home to fucking Beantown must have stung a bit. I'll tell you that. Um, I'll be the one thing. It's like anything in life. The one thing I did learn from the live show is I don't think we can start without either uh, beers on ice or some kind of mixed drink. That's already ready. Cause we sat down and to big Gary Lawless, he came in guns a blazing. Didn't he, he came in hot Gary. Fuck. He came in with his new blazer on and he had that strut coming down the fucking and he was coming. I'm like, how was that top button feeling? <laughs> <laughs> he was coming down. Poor top button. I said, up here comes the big gear. Here comes Lawless in order. And he just had the stride coming. And you could tell he was stoked for the game. Um, I thought, though, once we got our beer and the fans got in there, I thought it was just. And to the to the people that did listen, listen, I had the computer there. And it's like so much more fun when you can join in. I know people are busy and stuff like that. But it was it's cool with the questions coming, right? Like they were asking Nides yeah. questions. They were saying stuff about you. One guy asked how long it made your hair to look that fucking good. Like cool stuff like that was awesome. Yeah, people. Nides, by the way, Nides is a beauty. He Nides does is, such a great job. They call him the talking. sheriff. That's BX's nickname too. Yeah, but we, they call we know Nides. why. Fuck. I mean, Vegas, you need a sheriff around town. Fuck, that was, nice. gets crazy. That was a National League suit he had on, wasn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, he says his suits are a little tight now. He's been fucking he best looks shape. Lean he's, and yeah, mean. Best shape he's been in since uh, I mean shit, probably he's twenty five. I texted him the next day. I said, Hey boys are heading to stadium swim if you want to come over and catch a buzz. He said, Ah, gotta put some time in with the family. So which is a little bit of a shit show, isn't it? The crowd, Good place to go watch sports, though. To go watch sports, and if you're single and you're gonna bring a crew with you, it's great. If you're married and you bring your wife, you get a cabana, it's great. But to watch sports, it's great. But the crowd that was in there was fucking greasy a greasy crowd like greasy i mean the people you want to just go find a pool to piss in you just go right there <laughs> yeah i mean listen i'm not fucking shredded by any stretch of the imagination but there was people you know wearing bathing suits there that they probably shouldn't be wearing them that's all i got to say about that that's but right. to watch the games in the bet they, they have swim up sports books uh shout out to our boy darren banks who hooked us up so former hockey banksy but the actual place it's the screen how big is the screen uppy i mean it's 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 like a jumbotron yeah it's, it's, it's a cool place. Of, we, don't uh, want to, we don't want to hate on the place because they helped us out. It's and, the size of our boys, but Grammy's, uh, Granny's titties, saggy I, titties. Can I tell the story about when you talked him down from how much it was going to cost us? Or oh, man. <laughs> we don't need to. Our boy Banksy took care he of took it. Care but of yeah, it. they're not coming in and spending four grand to be stuck up in the back fucking corner. Not a chance. I'm like, you guys crazy? You were ready to just hand over the well, credit card. Listen, I was not uh, letting listen, you do it. I needed, a, I needed shade. So it had to do with shade. Did I want to pay you for You were ready to spend four grand to get to, to, get, to get the game on in there. It was a good setup once we got in there, but you made a great call to get them down to two grand. It was a fair deal for both sides. I was just laughing at you fucking being like, where well, you ain't paying? And then, we, <laughs> and then we were in there. You're like, get out, get out. I'm like, yeah. all right. All right. <laughs> if you don't act like you're going to leave, they'll just keep saying that they can't do anything. It, it was It was great. It was great. It was a cool place. It was fun for us to kind of recover and get us going for Saturday night. Uppy, let's talk about the warm up in Vegas, man. It was so good that Sunday... When we went for a burger before and we were getting the tickets from the beauty Tom Riley, that you're like, let's get, and Mac L2 is like, let's get over there for warm up. So just talk for me. I, I yelled at you after the show. I said, Uppy, get the fuck down here and watch this warm up. I was a little upset that there was only five guys total on the ice wearing no buckets, but that warm up, man, it's a, it's like a club. It was awesome. And yeah. uh, shout out to Alex Petrangelo and his family. I saw he his played all his good, little kids he and played his wife. Good. He played unreal. He played unreal. Um, and uh, you know what? Whoever's doing the tunes and warm up, Great job. Can you come to our July 4th party for yeah, us? Yeah, totally. <laughs> it was I'll fun. put you on the second floor of my house. <laughs> I'll have, trust me, lots of entertainment and fresh drinks. It was going. You guys kill it. You're rocking. Um, MGM, our sweet obes was great. Oh, my God. And you know what? You get in there. You get a couple of biskies, a, a bar and out. It's... Uh, it's playoff style atmosphere. You get the slick back flow. You know, I know you and I would have fucking our perfect flow. Going. I was, yeah. I'm like, there should be more guys out there without a bucket on. Revo uh, was out there in game four with one, without one on. on Revo played on played unreal. unreal. What a dish. What a dish. But like he controlled the puck. He was making plays. He's bringing the puck out of his zone. You know, he's hitting his centerman and driving wide. He's doing everything. He must have been listening to Hitch back in the day. He was great. And he came out, first guy off, knocked all the pucks off after Fleury, knocked them all off, got the barn going for warm-up. And then I thought something that was really cool. Fleury stays out right to the right to the very end. And then Shea Theodore does his thing, shoots some pucks at him. Fleury, like, headbutts one. And then he stands at the door while the clock counts down. And the barn, I know it's playoffs, but the barn was just going bananas, yeah. eh? It yeah, was, I like, I also, I like when they put the little flowers in front of his crease during the national anthem. Yeah. I mean, the national the, anthem, the lights come down, and the, obviously the Golden Knights symbol, NHL, and then in front of Fleury's crease, four little flowers. It's kind of badass. It's badass. Um, the MGM Suite, thank you to them. If if you if there's any big guys that love to go to Vegas, and if you want to go down there, and I would say stay at the MGM, gamble with them, and see if you can get tickets to this suite because it's three full suites, blue line to blue line, basically. 
food in one room, drinks in another, and then more food in the other one, and it's just sit where you want. And I mean, we got spoiled. It was unbelievable. Huh? Silver Oak, I was drinking. Were you drinking? I silver was drinking oak? Silver Oak. I had a first off I coffee I and Bailey's. I saw you having one. I didn't coffee know that and Bailey's, and then it just went straight to the Silver Oak. You didn't, you didn't tell me it was Silver Oak. I would have had a glass you with you. I didn't want your teeth to get too fucked up. I, I left that day. You stayed for another one. So I, I was drinking you. margaritas in that fucking booth like skinny marks. And the guy that I don't know if this means you drink them fast, but the guy in there who's a beauty. <laughs> I would finish it and I would look over and he'd already have it ready for me. He's like, I got it locked and loaded for you. I was like, you got me on the timer here, bud, or what? So um, MGM, that's sweet. Thank you for everything. Kelly, our host, he's a beauty. If you're ever hook, you know, meet up with him, he's a beauty too. So on the other side, up my old Colorado Avalanche, we have game five tonight. We'll see how she goes. I'm a little concerned. I was talking to Kyle Keefe, being like, Kiefer... Didn't look good in Vegas. What did you think about their type top line? Kudos to Vegas or hey, McKinnon, Landy, Rantanen. I thought they were working hard. They just couldn't get anything going. They just got outplayed everywhere. Yeah. It was like one shift after another. And and I felt like like when your fourth line is leading the charge for the Vegas Golden Knights, man, that feeds off to all your team. Like it only helps your better players be like, man, we got our fourth line guys going. I say that because I was a fourth liner. I, well, I don't just say that because of that. But you could just tell the energy they all had. If, if, the, if the top guys went out and created chances, man, it was followed up by another line. When your top guys aren't going, Obes, it's so hard to like get momentum in a game, especially in a visiting barn. Yeah, You can't just like turn it on and turn it off. McKinnon, I didn't even, when we first got there on Friday, I didn't recognize, I didn't see him with the puck for the first two periods. No kidding. And then I think after the game, the coach basically, you know, kind of called them out saying, our guys, we're not going to win this if, if our guys don't show up, if our top guys don't play. He called that top line. He did. Now, yeah. I was shocked when you told me that, and I read it on, on social media. I was shocked, and I don't know. I, I just don't know if McKinnon, I don't know him. I don't know if he's the type of guy that if you say, hey, I need more of you, or if he might just be like, oh, yeah, well, fuck you, bud. I don't know. Because, yeah, fuck you, bud. I'm only making seven, yeah, six million yeah, bucks. I should be making 14. In game four, he was worse than he was in game three. Yeah, well... We'll see tonight. We'll see tonight. They're back home. They're they look like a totally different team playing at home to me. Yeah. Um, like the, that Vegas place is no joke, man. It's hard to go in there. That's why I'm like, I, I'm glad that all year I've been saying the Vegas Golden Knights are are a team. Oh, you it have been. my team. We've been arguing about it. You but even this year, I come this start of the series, I kind of switched over. I'm like, man, the Golden, the the Colorado Avalanche are playing some of the best hockey ever. They get Kadri back. They're fucking Kadri. They miss him. What, too. They got one more they game. Miss, right? He's got. He'll. He can come back for game seven, I think. So he missed one in St. Louis. He's missed five. So he's got three more. You sure it was only one in St. Louis or two? I think he hit the kid at home, didn't he? I think he hit yeah, the kid, yeah, yeah, kid yeah. in game two. So he missed two. He missed two against. So St. Louis. two, and now it's four. So he's got two more. So he could be back for game seven. Hmm. They miss him. Well, you're gonna um, need him. About the, first of all, you got, I forgot, I had the fourth line down here. On the Friday night, when we were in the suite with just us boys, we were in the Palazzo one, and we all had money on it, and we were fucking, and I was like, I was getting into it probably too much. People were probably, shut up, you big dummy, but I was like, put the puck to the net, put the puck to the net. Every time the fourth line came on, I'm like, uppy, fourth line, here comes the fourth line, and then when they did score the second and third one tied up, fuck your celebration, you almost fell out of the suite. I had to grab, we had to grab, <laughs> you almost fell out of the suite, so... Um, Maybe NBC got that. They the, might have had a ISO cam. They might have. Here. The one guy in the suite that was in there with us is a new guy. Aren't you guys ex NHL hockey players? Why are you so excited over this hockey game? I go. Why do you think, buddy? We got we got money on it. So, <laughs> um, thank you to everybody. 
I can't wait for fucking game five tonight. Uppy, once again, you were first star in Vegas, baby. Um, we will be going to the Stanley Cup Finals. We don't know where it is, but we're going to make an appearance there, and then that will be it for the live shows until next season. Could it so, be Vegas? We'll see. It could be Vegas. Thank you once again. Up dog, I love breaking it down with you. Let's bring in our boy. Let's, Let's see how, how Scoops is Let's doing. How Let's how, see how he's looking, and then we'll talk Let's to him. See how he's feeling. see how he's doing. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew with our boy Scoops on the other side. Here we go. Oh man, Broadway, Jimmy Scoops. Boys, 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 boys. Talk about a long flight home. That was a long flight home for the big guy. The big how? guy is not happy with that flight. I mean, listen, how are you feeling? Because I was lucky enough to be on a 40-minute flight home. And I got to be honest, halfway through, I thought about you, bud. I'm like, <laughs> you were on the 8 a.m. He was on the 8 a.m. bird. Oh, my God. I was loving I get a text. How's everything going, Broadway? You feeling good? I'm like, I'm still sitting on this damn bird, man. I'm almost, it's, I'm almost there. But I... I it's be part of the grind. Hey, give the people give the people the situation at the airport too, Jimmy. Because I just got it via text. I had already been home. I, I came home Sunday. Me and Matt Gell, we jumped on the bird on the way home Sunday night. You guys took her one more night. But let me know, like, just explain that morning at the airport. Show up to the airport and you you pull out the old fashioned uh, wallet and uh, there's no ID or credit card in there. <laughs> well, thank God I had thank God I had a paper copy on me and. And had a couple extra credit cards, but the one, the two that were supposed to match you up weren't there. So a little bit of talking to the team. That's hey, that's when you need the team services guy eh, to be like, "What the fuck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, hey, uh, where are you at? I need you." You're like, "What?" You're like, "I lost my ID and my credit card. They're not letting me on the private bird, the team plane, right?" You're like, "Well, no, this is actually in Vegas, and you need to have that stuff there." It's a great, it's a great point to our beauty listeners out there. Take a picture of your ID, your passport, whatever. Keep it in your phone because it saved me too. There's yep. been times where I lost my wallet, and I'm like, thank fuck. And even there. if you're still hammered at the airport, yeah. it'll work. You <laughs> it'll must work. be a good talker. What'd you say to them? Yeah. No, I, well, I had like a paper copy because I got a new ID. So like the one I had was actually expired, but it was more just like this paper copy ID better work or or I'm or I'm not leaving. And the lady <laughs> just looked at me. So I had to bring out like another like piece of like, uh, I had like a health card and I had an extra credit card. So they needed like a couple pieces of evidence that it was me. Did you like, did you say, hey, I got two kids at home and I got to get home. I've been gone on a business trip. Did you use any of that or how did oh, you? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was like, I was, the, the lady knew I was like kind of in like full panic mode. She, <laughs> she helped me out. But I, if I didn't have this paper copy, boys, I'd still be there. <laughs> that would oh, not be good. You are a fucking beauty, Well, it's man. nice to have you home and you're den there shooting the shit with us, talking some hockey. It sure it's is. It's nice boys. to be back, boys. Broadway, me and Updog, we we finished off before we brought you on about our, the whole Vegas experience. Just just touch on it from your perspective now that, like you like up, you said you're home, you've had a good night's sleep. Fuck, it was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it sure was. And that that barn, like I said, I remember one time, like I was scratched when we played there the one game, and I got to play there. But I was talking to the coach. I was like, I need to take this warm up, and just being on the ice during the like an NHL warm up, but then watching it in person, that energy with that crowd that. They are electric fans. They could be up. They got to be top five in the league in fans. Everybody's having a good time. It's, it was like a party. I remember like middle of the game, I looked at you. I was like, this place is like a goddamn party. The music's bumping. People are fucking dancing. It was awesome. Yeah, we were lit. <sighs> that Whew. Friday night that Friday night game after we after we did our show. And remember, I, I yelled at you and Updog to come look at the warm-up. And then we, we made our way up to the suite. And then once I got in that suite in the third period, I, I was I was feeling good. 
Yeah, you should. <laughs> That's what we were there for. Feel good, play good, look good. I mean, it was all good. What'd you it think about the fans, Broadway? There, just like how loud it fucking was for that, like that warm up, and it was insane. It's insane. Their fans, it, it, for a town that like might come across as me, oh, how just kind of work out as a hockey team. I remember we were talking to ninety. I mean, it helps when your team makes the playoffs every year and, and gets, gives you a chance to win the cup. But like that, that town is, or those fans are taking that town by storm right now, and they, you can tell the support those guys have, and to be able to come back and win two games at home, put themselves right back in this series. That, that's going to be a tough place to win, especially if Vegas can keep moving forward. Like it's, that's going to be very hard for Colorado to win. I think they'll win tonight, Tuesday, but to go back there and win on Thursday, it's going that's going to be a tough thing to accomplish. I, I bumped into a girl in the second game, the MGM suite. She had uh, the cool jean jacket on with all the, all the, um, Oh yeah. The realtor. Yeah, her right. name was Elise or something. Yep. She was super cool, but she just talked about how that city, cause in the playoffs there, you can't sell, if you buy your, your regular season tickets with uh, with wanting to sell them during playoff time, it costs you more money. But if you want to get them for this price, you cannot sell them to another Colorado fan or sell them in period. So that's why, I don't know if you guys noticed, I noticed after you said it, it was all Vegas fans. There yeah. was a couple Colorado jerseys, but it was all Vegas fans. That's crazy. That would not yeah. be a good spot for my dad to do business, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your old man couldn't be selling the tickets. And she said just... We, obviously the shooting was terrible, but how they rallied around that. I mean, she said the Vegas Golden Knights finally gave that something city to rally around, and you could tell that everybody in that building was fucking going squirrely. Yeah, they've been like that since day one, Obes, and that's yeah. that's exactly why we go there with that attitude. That's why we set up shop to do our you know to do our live show right in there. That team has energy. The fans are great. Uh, you know, the organization itself has been top notch for three years, and it's great for the NHL yeah. and it's great for playoff hockey. And it's great that Broadway made her back to fucking Dorchester, buddy. Yeah, eh? He's back. I was he's like, back. that's because it's an easy flight for us. So we thank you. Tell your wife, uh, thank you for letting you fly four hours. For us, it was it was an easy 40-minute jaunt, so we appreciate you coming out. Um, we'll do something for the finals, but that was great team building. So let's jump right into Boston Islanders. I got to be honest with you, boys. I was in and out of the game yesterday. I fucking had about four naps when I got home. But every time I got up, it was either Marshawn scoring a sick goal or the fucking Islanders being the Islanders. But Scoopsy, give us your give us your thoughts on yesterday's game and just you know moving into game six now back back at Nassau. Let, let, let's touch on that goal, though, Marshawn scored. That That's one of the goals of the year. I couldn't believe it. He just absolutely walked that guy. But be able to, like, I don't know how those guys do it. Like, how do they get the puck, put it in these guys' sticks, and still find a way to stay on their feet and put it in the back of the net? But the big thing for me right now with Boston is Tuka Rask. Yeah, hopefully this kid's not hurt because if he's hurt, they're in trouble. Like, I mean, this Swayman's really good, but to throw in, you got, you got to need another Sp Spencer Knight situation. I mean, that's hard enough. At least Spencer Knight was four or five and all in the regular season. But, uh, I think the Bruins are – they're in one, I think. I, I do. I do think they're going to – I think it's going to go seven games. But for a team that has one of the best penalty kill during the regular season and two of the best penalty killers in the league in Marchand and Bergeron, their penalty kill right now is at 75%, and that's just not going to cut it right now in the playoffs. I mean, they couldn't have had a better start. I mean, I, I turned that game on. It I texted you boys. The place was fucking buzzing. Pasternak went one timer. I'm like, this is this is going to be a bloodbath for the fucking yep. Islanders. Like, I thought it was going to be over right then, Broadway. Yeah, no, but the Islanders they just keep hanging around. They're a team that they're never out of the game. And, and the big the big thing for me right now with the Islanders is um they're they're death players. I mean, maybe not putting up big numbers like I thought they were, but they 
they are just having way more bigger impact. Their bottom six is having a better impact than Boston's bottom six right now. And I know you want to touch on it, though, but I know you like some of those players down in Boston's bottom six right now, but they're just not doing it for me. I love him. I love Nick Ritchie. I love Chris Wagner. I was surprised Jake DeBrus got scratched. Uh, Curly I like, but I looked at their depth scoring. And Uppy, you say this all the time about to win come playoff time, your best players got to be your best players. And that perfection line has been unbelievable. And I think if they're going to come back, they need a guy. And, I, and Wagsy has it in them. You know, Wagsy to get a greasy one. Nick Ritchie to get another one. I think Nick's got one goal. I love those guys. The physicality in this series has been beyond belief. The most physical series of the playoffs, maybe besides Tampa, Florida. But you are a depth guy. Yeah. They got to score. I yeah, Johnny Michael yeah. Lyle said it too. I mean, I think he said you get in, you get in the playoffs by your top guys being your top guys. Yeah. And then you win a Stanley Cup by your bottom six guys standing up and, and being effective and being guys that make things happen. And uh, what the Islanders are doing, they're, they're rolling. Barry Trotz has their team always, you know, in a spot that they can either they're one goal down. They never get two, three goals down. They always hang in a game. Like Jimmy said, they never go away. They're patient. They can bore you to death. But then when you give a guy like Barzal a fucking puck on the half wall, he's going to come down and zip it right by your head. And then, and then it's, you know, and then they feed off that. The, what Barzal's done the last three games has absolutely fed fuel into the fire of the New York Islanders. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's tough now for Boston. You know, now they're down going back to that goddamn madhouse they call Nassau Coliseum. It's, yep. it's, it's a shit show. They got, they got their hands full. A great point by, by, by Barzell. Barzell, finally, he's fucking. Yeah. This yeah. guy fucks. Oh. And this guy... He may like taking his bucket off on TV timeouts as much as you do. Ooh, and I his don't know hair, about that. His Princey, hair. Find a, before he gets Princey, to the bench. Find a couple hair, clips, bud. Princey do that. His hair is up shawl standards. I would like to see you and him have a hair off. Mm, he'd probably be me. He's, well, maybe not, but I mean, I'm talking, Good looking about, I'm talking about your prime, bud. Yeah. All right? Like, I'm talking. Yeah. But nice. I've noticed that in the games, I'll be that. The fucking first TV timeout, he's just like, fucking bucket off, slicking it back. But he's been, without him finally waking up, this series might have been over already, but he has awoken. Broadway, you bring up Tuca. I want to bring up the back end on the on the on the bees. They're banged up. Just your thoughts, Carlo. Feel for the kid. He's out. They're playing their top four a lot. I mean, can they come back with just playing the top four D, or do they need more depth? I, I think they they need lots more depth, and it, and it sucks to see a guy like Brandon Carlo take a hit like that because he's had some history in the past, and I thought he was starting to play really well. But the one thing I think Boston wouldn't mind right now is having big Daniel Chara back in their lineup. He'd be a huge piece for them right now, a nice depth defenseman who plays hurt, who, or should say never gets hurt, will play through anything. And I think right now that's where Boston is kind of – getting a little bit outmatched like they just don't they don't have the experience back there and they you know they, you're banking on guys like Tenorti and Lazan to come in and win your games and I just I think it's gonna, Boston's gonna be it's gonna be very hard for them to do this I hope to see Kevin Miller come back here in the next game and I hope to see Brandon Carlo hope feel better and get a chance to play because he's a huge piece for the Boston Bruins what if, what if they, go ahead up you i was gonna yeah. I, I i hope we were moving into this next fucking segment because i got one thing i want to ask just real go quick what about zidane ochara i mean would he not be looking pretty good back there right now they didn't want to resign him <laughs> it was time to move on you want the young kids well hey listen don sweeney i think he did a hell of a job but i'll tell you right i think fucking the big boy would be playing right now yep. he's not gonna get hurt he played with a fucking broken jaw he sure did why you know he, what broadway why i i think 
You know, what, what do you think? You play with Big Z. He would, he would be he would be huge for them right now, and that would be such a good piece. And they would I know like Big Z, he, he's a competitor. He wants to play every night in Boston and wants to play those young guys. Yeah, it's great for the young guys to get that experience during the regular season. But when you're a team like the Boston Bruins who are trying to win a Stanley Cup every single year, it seems like the last five to six years, you need that veteran experience, and they're missing it right now without Big Z. I think he's too slow. I think he's still. He's, he's, he's a hard he, he gets yes, it done. Yes, he he'd be good if guys are hurt, but without their guys being hurt, he's not in their lineup. He's not playing, and and you know you don't he's think he's a, a sixth defenseman. Would he want to be a sixth defenseman? I don't know. But, but, I mean, that's. I mean, he if probably he, would if he does, to... he still should just retire then. <laughs> if he's ready to just sit on the bench like fucking a, a guy that doesn't play, then yeah. he should just retire because he's he's never been that guy. I don't think that's in his. I, I don't know. We'll see next I thought, year. If I he thought he was plays. a lot better this year than I was playing for Washington. I thought he had a better year than than expected for me. So that's why seeing him, I was like, shit, this guy can still play a little bit here. Yeah, I, just think, be, I just think the Bruins would love to have him right now. That's my point. Oppie, you're not wrong. Let the kids play. You're not, you're not wrong. And I thought Chara, throughout the course of the playoffs in Washington, I didn't think he had a great series. But I was just sitting here thinking, and I actually talked to Broadway before the show, and I was like, fuck, if they would have re-signed Big Z right now, he 99% wouldn't be hurt, and they would, he would give them stability in the back end. But you're right. He was too slow against the Boston Bruins. Yep. It was just something that I thought, which it fired you boys up, so it was a good debate. But he is too slow right now, Uppy. But I guarantee in game six, if they could have him dress Broadway, wouldn't be a bad thing. No, it wouldn't be a bad thing at all. But like you said, yeah, he's not going to wow you with the speed aspect. I just think he's going to have the experience and bring the toughness, especially how physical the series has been with the Islanders. He'd be... A nice piece to have in there. Add that a little bit of intimidation because I don't care who you are. Not many people want to be battling Zidane Chara. So switching strides, boys, and bringing a little of Las Vegas into the NHL and the entertainment. How about Pasternak suits he's been showing up with? Because let's let's be honest. It's playoff time. A lot of eyes on you. You're coming down the fucking tunnel. I mean, you got the cameras. You're feeling fresh. Obi's talking about having good hair. It's time. (laughs) That's the time to shine. What Pasta's been wearing... Jimmy Scoops, I don't know if he's been sneaking over to your house and grabbing some of your suits that I used to see you wear down in Miami. But, man, <laughs> it's pretty good. I love his shit. He's been really rocking some high-quality fucking plaids and shit. He he loves his style up. He would be a guy that you'd get along with a lot when it comes off the ice because he's got some great taste and style, likes to have a good time, drives a sick car, and you know he still says he's got more suits up his sleeve, so I can't wait to see what this guy's got coming for these next couple of games. Especially if we can get to another game seven in Boston, I can only imagine what suit he'd be rocking for that game. And you know what makes it even better is he's wearing these suits that absolutely fuck, which I know you love, and he's just fucking on the ice too. He's Buddy, just he's nasty. bring up your point what you talked about their top line and what yeah. he does. Yeah, well, did we talk about that on air? Did we? I, I don't. I'm not sure. I don't we? know if I did, but anyway, Hazy. Well, I was. Let's get, I, we did. Let's yeah. get Hazy's opinion on it. I isocam Pasternak yesterday, and at the same time, I was isocamming uh, the the winning goal by Toffoli because I was like, all right, I, I was never that guy that had the patience to just let my line mates fucking do what they needed to do. If there's two guys on the puck in the corner. Or they're doing a give and go. I'm going to go just get lost. And by getting lost, I mean I'm going to skate like right through the defenseman. I'm going to just like give a shimmy shake. And instead of like trying to help out my line mates by going like to the corner for for an outlet or going to the front of the net, I'm just going to like beeline into open ice. And you see guys like Brett Hall do it. Ovechkin just stands over there most of the time. 
But Pasternak yesterday on his goal, and he did it again in the third period and almost got, almost scored again. But basically, fuck, he just gets lost. And for young kids out there who can shoot the puck and you play with good other players, learn to get lost. And look at what Toffoli did. He scored the biggest goal in Montreal's, you know, in the last 20 years for the Montreal Canadiens by just getting lost and getting a puck right on his tape. Boom, it's in the back of the net. Pasternak, he's been doing it all year. Their line's called the perfection line because they all know how, like where each other are and where they yeah. work. But it's it's something special. It's a it's a true talent to be able to get lost on such a small little ice surface like that. Yeah, and that's you just said it perfectly, Uppy, by calling it a talent. Because I used like you said when I was first in the league, I would get the puck, dish it out on a three on two, say you kick it out to the winger. I'm beeline into the front of net trying to bring the defenseman with me. Pasternak does he kind of does his little thing, gets lost, and then all of a sudden he's right there, back door, one timer, goal, and the kid does it all the time. It's an unbelievable talent, and you know it's so impressive to watch Bergeron, Marshan, and Pasternak because it's they can almost play with their eyes closed because it, you feel like they know exactly where they're going to be at all times. It's tic tac toe, back of the net, and I mean we've seen some awesome passing plays throughout the playoffs this year. I think Aho had an awesome goal the other night with just a crazy pass. But it's insane how good these top line players are. And it's a talent to be able to continually do it every single night. Because there's nights if that he doesn't score, he still has eight or nine shots on net that could have been two or three goals. The perfection line. We talked about we actually I asked you in Vegas what Bergeron's like as a guy. And I was like, You're gonna you were gonna give me like the fucking interview answer. I said, No, no, give it to me fucking straight. Is he fun? Is he good in the room? And you're like, no, no, he's a funny guy. He laughs. And the way he's been playing out there has been unbelievable. I mean, that line is I mean, after watching McKinnon's line and Landis Cox's line, Renton's line in Vegas, right now they're the best line. Bergeron flipped the fucking puck over the glass. And I was like... That doesn't happen. That does, that not, does not happen. That does not happen. So what... That's missing a think? field goal. For, yeah. That's missing an extra point. Vinatieri missing an extra point. Yeah. What did you think of that, Scoops? Because when I saw it... Now, granted, I was a little foggy because I was like four naps in on my game, but I was like, did Bergeron just flip that over the fucking glass? Well, I mean, what were your thoughts on that? I, it, it's... It's shocking. It's just like a mental mistake that you just don't ever see to come out of a guy like that. And Bergeron, you know, it just goes to show you he can be human. He, you know, he makes a mistake and it is what it is. But to get back to your question when you ask him if he's a good guy and a fun guy. No, you already favorite, answered it for me in Vegas. You don't have to answer it again. Oh, no, but I was going to tell you one of the funny stories with them though, oh, when, okay. we're in, when we're in Scottsdale. Okay. Yeah. We're, sitting, we're, at, we're all at a club in Scottsdale and we're sitting there. I'm like, where the fuck is Bergeron? You know, you get the <laughs> bottles and like they get those little cars and like the people come out like the alien costumes doing the little dance moves. But all of a sudden, the guy gets it, gives us the bottle, stands there for five minutes, just keeps shaking, dancing, doing all stupid shit. Next thing, he takes his helmet off. Bam! It's Bergeron. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> we went in the back and fucking got all dressed up. It was unbelievable. But he's just hey, a funny guy. That's awesome. Speaking of boats, remember that fucking boat they brought out Sunday at that. Uh, Encore beach party. <laughs> yeah, sure like they do. got this fucking big boat and it's a hazard. Someone's going to die anyway. So they bring it by us. I'm like, all right, well, there it goes that way. And then when they're done with it, they bring it right back. I was like, Broadway, this is a pretty stupid idea. If you're going that way with it, there should be an exit over there too, right? And then you just like, I mean, these three girls almost fucking got killed so by the this girls boat. are in there with all the champagne. They're in there with the champagne. Yeah. They're fucking yeah. going. Shout out to your boy. What's his name? 
Jordan Greenfield. Awesome. Jordan kid. Greenfield. This guy set it up to bring out the missing curfew signs. But before then, this boat comes out filled with girls and champagne. And it's like a pretty big boat. And these guys are pulling it. And then they bring it back down. And it's like the exit's like that. And these <laughs> girls are standing there. They almost get run over. I had to jump out of the way. So it was a, it was a bit of a hazard, didn't think? Oh, yeah, 100%. It, it, people are pinned all around there. So it's like, what's going on? I said to the one guy, I go, you guys might want to rewrite the fucking route here, boys. If you're going that way, I say, just keep going that way. So, they said, ah, they signed the waiver. They signed the waiver. Uh, Broadway, Jake DeBrusque scratched in game five. I, I know he hasn't been filling the net, but I like this kid. Do we see him back in the lineup for game six? What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I, I do think Jake DeBrusque will be back, but... Jake DeBrus to me has been pretty disappointing player for the Bruins this playoffs. I thought right at the beginning he was back, he was ready to shove it up everyone's ass. Almost kind of reminded me of like a Brian Bickle who kind of just takes the regular season off and then all of a sudden just unbelievable in the playoffs. I just think DeBrusk is, I don't know if he's fighting it, if he's nervous. It just, which is crazy to me, just doesn't seem like he's interested and into it. If he's not producing, so if you're not if you're gonna take the regular season off, you better show up for the playoffs. And he's not showing up right now, and I. I think this scratch is like the final the final straw here in Boston. Like you got to come out ready to play, or this could be some moves coming in the off season. Crazy, good young player, man. Fuck, I like his game. Yeah, he, uh, they're a better team. When Someone he's going, else will but, want him, but, but I like he's it not when going. he's playing well. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, playing well. It's great yeah, no, game, no, yeah. No, you're lost. entitled to your opinion. That's that's. I like his game. I agree. He hasn't been he hasn't been playing that great, but. I guess it just proves if a guy likes you as a coach, I wouldn't scratch him, right? He probably should be scratched, but I like him, so you don't scratch him. But these other guys, they would get scratched because, I mean, I, I've been through it. Some guys' leashes are, are longer long. than others. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I want to bring up the, 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 these fucking watch parties, this Frank Borelli, this Islanders guy. This fucking guy, first of all, his restaurant, Borelli's, wherever it is in Long Island or whatever, his old man's a fucking beauty. They, and then he comes into Boston and watches it with R.A., Biz wit and that's been. I mean, when the picture of him by himself at that bar hurricanes, <laughs> and he's sitting like this. I mean, if the Islanders get done, I'm gonna try to reach out to them. I don't know him. Do you know that Frank Borelli? Because he's a fucking beauty. Yeah, I know him. He's a great kid, and it's it's just so funny to see him come into Boston, Lone Soldier too. Lone Soldier <laughs> with his one. He wears the same Islanders fucking shirt yeah. to every game or every game he watches. And Grinelli and the boys were just giving it to him, and he's just sitting there like that. Yeah, it, it was. It was. Uh, I, I gave him credit. It's, that takes a lot of balls to like, come into Boston. And then I remember when they scored, it almost he got up and gave the fucking birds to all of Boston. And I was oh, like, oh, he was giving it to every. He, he was giving it to every one of them. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's got a, some great energy and uh, pretty cool story though with like his dad's restaurant. I think it's right outside the arena there, and they do a hell of a job. And the atmosphere in that uh, rink and that restaurant seems like a hell of a time. I'll tell you what, it's been a physical series. It's been an unbelievable series. I took the Islanders. I think they're going to get it done, especially if Rask is hurt. But sh to both these teams, uh, it's been fun to watch. <laughs> to to Grinelli and Barella uh, and all those spit and chickless guys, that stuff's been fun to watch too. So it's just been a great series. Uh, Broadway, top titty this week. Uh, What's going boys. on with it, baby? What are you feeling? You got a lock tonight? I mean, just tell me that our fans are going to be here. But I I'm on the Hurricanes and you're on the Avs as well. Yep, a Carolina, um, uh, Colorado parlay for tonight. And then Wednesday night, I, I do like Boston because I think that game was going game seven. I oh, you're betting with, bet with your fucking heart again, aren't you? You're I sure betting am. With, you, I can't, sure. you cannot help yourself. You cannot not bet with your heart. And I think you think if Tuka Rask is not playing that they're going to win game six in fucking Long Island. You do, huh? 
If he's not playing, uh, that will be changed. But he's definitely going to be playing. There's no oh, way yeah. he's not playing. But um, like I said, I, I wouldn't be surprised on Thursday to see Tampa close out the series if they don't close it out tonight. And um, I think Vegas wins again in Vegas. I just I think that game's going to going to go to Game Seven, and I think Boston and uh, the Islanders going to Game Seven, which kind of leaves our top city league up in the air because the only way we're getting a game this Friday is a Game Seven, Boston New York Islanders. So we got to kind of hope for that to keep this top titty going. Fuck, I want a game in the top titty, but I also want the fucking hours to win that series. It could go seven. You're, it could very well. It would be nice. Yeah, I and like I think games. I think Avalanche uh, Vegas is going seven. Yes. I think Avs win tonight. Vegas wins game six, and then flip a coin for game seven. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you would think so. Colorado is a different team at home, and I. I, I like you, I'm going to pick the Colorado Avalanche right now. Right actually, now. I'm going to go home watch it right gotta now. Got to get logged into DraftKings. Bro- right Broadway, guess who I saw when I was getting my IV this morning? Your golf guy, Freddie Boom Boom Couples, was in my IV room. Was he so getting come- one too? Oh, yeah, but he was getting one because he played in the Champions Tour event. <laughs> He's got another one next week in Wisconsin, <laughs> Steve Strickers. He's like, yeah, I got my body's hurting. I got to get ready for Strix's event in Milwaukee next weekend. Why are you in here? I'm like, me and Uppy and the Mr. Curfew crew went to Vegas for game three and four. He's like, of course you did. Um Top titty Broadway. Who was the big winner last Friday when the boys were fucking riding in limos it. all over Vegas? The boys are riding in limos. Limos. You two forgot to put your lineup in, so you gave. Oh fuck, we did. I reserved it. I sat my fucking seat at the game and I looked and I'm like, who's my guys? Oh, oh my god. And then and then you're like, Jimmy. It was in warmups. I remember. I'm like, Jimmy. I'm gonna put in my team because I missed the first game. You're like, yeah, yeah. Yep. You can still do it. Sure enough, nope. You no, had to get I, him yeah. in by the first game. I, that was my bad. I messed no, it up I, big time. Does that mean I get fined again? We get fined again. Again? This, yeah, this but is... then you, you won your bet. Remember we made that bet with the Canada-US game of Bottle Camus, and I lost oh, that one. Oh, so I got her back, back again. We're back to Woo. even, so we're back to <laughs> even, boys. I shouldn't have reminded you. I don't think you remember. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> hey, this top titty leagues is a lot like my fucking NHL career. I'm getting fined every other fucking week here. <laughs> 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 sure are. But, oh, Broadway. But let's Who give a it? shout out. Uh, it's, uh, Z Labs with the winner with 123 points. And uh, you know what? His um, big play this week was Carey Price. He was a top performer this week at over 31 points. And, you Good know, point. we both had some similar players, and he had Kill McCarr. Kill McCarr is a guy that's a staple in the top titty. He's always unbelievable. And then uh, Max Pacioretty, who I think has been <sighs> unbelievable for the Vegas Golden Knights since coming back in that game seven in the first round. He had one goal on Friday and eight shots on net. That eight shots on net. And I felt like Vegas had the puck the entire both games that we were there in Vegas. Did fucking what was Marsha Show on his team Friday night? Because I felt like No, he, that was uh, Sunday night. Marsha Show had the big night. Oh Marcia yeah, 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 yeah. Sunday night. So who else was on his team Friday night, Broadway? You got it there? Yeah, it was Kill McCarr. Uh, he had he had Marsha Show, but Marsha Show wasn't the bit wasn't his big guy. The Carey Price was, and then um What's I, I always screw up his name, so you guys are gonna laugh too. Is Who? it that Kokanainen, the young kid, the the Kokalainen, Kokalainen, Finnish kid. Yeah, he he's um he's stepped up his play big time, and he's another guy he had on his roster. So you know, shout out to Z Lebs for taking it down this week, and you know, you two, Lebsy. you two are gonna have to make sure you get your lineup in this week if there's a match. DraftKings what's, top titties taking so, them down. I, I, I got fined again. What's my fine? I, I mean, I got to get fined. I didn't get my team. I think Uppy, maybe you let him off the hook because his team was reserved. My team wasn't even reserved. I <laughs> flat out forgot. <laughs> I flat out forgot, boys. But I mean, I was at the fucking game, Scoopsy. So I think if we did a kangaroo court here, 
I mean, I'm, my, I'm pleading you my case. You get a participation to... medal. You're at the you fucking. Got, and, and you brought some great energy at the game, so you're good in my book. I'm just, you know, you're, right. just, you're just making it easier on the, the guys you're playing against. You're you're a champ. You're a guy that's I, won one of these things. You know, I these do, guys want to play against you. I do have a win. I do have a win. So, um, top titty. I would say Carey Price moving forward in the semis is a good guy to get in there. I mean, that guy is probably that seven guy's and seen the seven, seven and zero. Seven and zero in his now. last seven. I mean, he's breaking records. So are the Montreal Canadiens. They still haven't. They still haven't been down in like you six know, the better part of it's, four it's and a half like, hours. Almost like five hundred minutes, right? Up here, four or hours. Crazy. He's breaking records. Oh yeah, four hundred and something minutes, not just four hours. Four hundred something minutes, right? It's insane. Yeah, it's wild. He's breaking records and breaking hearts up there in the fucking Winnipeg Jets and Toronto Maple Leafs. What do you think those boys in Winnipeg are doing right now after they got swept by the Canadians? I don't think they're in Winnipeg anymore. No, I mean the fans of Winnipeg. Oh, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I thought you meant the guys on their team. They're probably on a bird to Miami. Well, I guess they are. So, Scoopsy, we really appreciate you coming out and supporting the squad. We're happy you made it home, baby. Um, we got an unbelievable guest coming up. This guy didn't want to come on throughout the regular season, which I don't blame him. And he's still a little gun-shy because he's UFA. But Handsome our, fella, though. Our boy Handsome Tyson. Fella. Our boy Tyson Berry. Up here. I love you, Broadway. I love you. What a weekend, boys. Tyson Berry. Welcome back to Mission Curfew. Updog, Scoopsy. Um, one of these boys. I actually asked this beauty to come on throughout the course of the season. He said, hey, Obes, listen, I'm going to focus on playing hockey. I love the pod. I'll be on the offseason. And he made the right decision because we all know the fucking year he had. And talking to me, yeah, talk about playing hockey. <laughs> so, he hey, played talk, some good Talk about good being a hockey. pro. Um, Tyson Bears, 610 matches. What's up, Bears? How we doing, fellas? 610 Wait, matches man, ain't so bad. That brings a little tear to my eye. 600, man. <laughs> that brings a little tear to my eye. It's, it's getting up there. I, once you yeah, get to 600, you get, you get that leather jet. Sorry, I'm talking over him. I no, shouldn't. Okay. He's, he's too good of a guy to talk over. Shouldn't do that. <laughs> 610 matches, though. You get that leather jacket from the PA, don't you? 400 Oops. games you do. Oh, I don't right. even know. Do they still give out shit in the NHL? I don't Bears think I have <laughs> hasn't seen that thing. Hey, Bears, it brings a tear to my eye because I remember when you'd get called up and you'd talk about Stefan Elliott because they were giving him every opportunity, and I'd be like, Bears, don't worry. This kid is fucking not as good as you. And I, I hate to say I told you so, but where's Stefan Elliott playing? Anyone heard of him lately? Where, where's he nowadays? <laughs> he was in Wilkes-Barre with me at one point. He's carving out a nice little career run over to Europe for a bit. Just had a baby, so yeah, Steph, yep. Steph's no. all good. He's not quarterback in the best PP in the league. No, though, he, he didn't have he didn't have Bears as like swag and ability to like move like side to side. But what he did have Bears as you could say, he could shoot the puck. That guy, huh? He could Jerky. fire it. He he yeah. would like get to walk the middle. Good, good twisted wrister. So, yeah. uh, Bears, uh, thanks for coming on, buddy. I, I know it's a big off season for you here, so we're not going to get you in any trouble. We just want to catch up with you. Uh, where are you at right now, fella? Uh, I'm out in Victoria, BC, just hanging on the island for about a week here, and then uh, I'll be down to Denver. Oh, God's country! I saw, I saw the clip actually of you. <laughs> I don't know. I was in Vegas over there. There was some uh, the weekend, which we'll get into, but. You almost got attacked by a bald eagle or something, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're watching my Instagram clips while you're in Vegas, you're doing something wrong down there. <laughs> he's, he's staring but, at the ceiling. Hey, you can't sleep. When I couldn't sleep at seven in the morning, I think it came through my feed, fella. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was up. Uh, I went up to Tofino for a week and uh, kind of get off the grid. It's a beautiful little spot up island, and um, Willie Mitchell's out there and hung out with him, had some dinners oh, and. Mitchy, babe. Um, he's running a pretty good operation at the uh, the marina, so he's got a restaurant there, right? Check that out. What's that? He's got a nice restaurant up there, right? Beautiful, yeah. He owns the marina, and he's got a couple restaurants and wow. really nice program up there. But 
uh, took us out on the boat and um, just threw a, threw a fish on the back of the boat. And this thing was probably like, you know, six feet wingspan just came flying, almost took my head off. <laughs> I saw that. I was, like, I was like, bears heads. It felt like back in our play day. I was like, bears heads, that fucking thing. Um, hey, we're on the same page because I had Willie Mitchell written down. Um, he's just doing full on fish charters up there, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's running the like hotel marina. Uh, uh, they've got the restaurant. So he's kind of doing a lot of things and then a lot of uh, adventures out on the water, fishing. You go see some bears, drop some crab traps, that sort of thing. He's not just got a restaurant up there. He brought the guys from Hawksworth, right, up there? Didn't yeah, he bring like uh, the best chef in Vancouver yeah. up there to start yeah. a restaurant? And and then it's a full on come in, get wined and dined. Does anyone love their their red wine more than Willie Mitchell? Does anyone love fucking red wine sitting on the bird and shooting the shit more than Willie Mitchell? I don't like so. that guy. Fucking, hey, he could turn a four hour flight and make it feel like about an hour. Hey, I just, just loved it. He's he's all about the red French burgundies, is what he loves. He's I a think good the team guy's guy. got more of that, yeah, more collection the, of that. He's into the French whites, the Chablis right now. So wow. he's uh, nothing's changed much up there. He's still running the same program. He's a heck of a man, old Willie Mitchell. I love Mitchie, and I actually sent him a. I don't know why I DM'd him, but I DM'd him. But I said something on a Vancouver radio station with Dan Dan and Randeep about how, like, Kessel and Burroughs back in the day would get Iggy fired up, and then Mitchie would have to fight him, and Mitchie would get pumped by him. And then I, 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 D, I DM'd him, and he fucking iced me when it said scene. So I don't know if, like, hey, Mitchie, babe, I didn't mean it like that. I was chirping Kessel and Burr, not really him, so. Oh. I don't know. I hope he's not mad at me because I love Willie Mitchell Bears. Uh, I'll have to check in with him. Make sure you guys. Yeah, fire him with text for me. Yeah, Let's oh, just well. go up and see him if Canada opens up their borders. Let's just go catch Whoop, some fish buddy, and take her. Whenever heads. we can go to BC. I'd love to see a bird try to take you off a boat. You would wreck that. <laughs> <laughs> if a bird came flying down at you, you might just, just fucking take turnbuckle that. That would be a no-brainer trip to head up there for you guys. Yeah. What I'm wearing right now, it's going to take more than a fucking bird to knock me yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> Right behind you, Obes. I tell you what, Bears, if I drink enough, I'll follow the boat on my own probably. So, uh, Bears, I got to ask you about, we were in Vegas. Um, your old man, Len Bear, he, used to, he likes to like the Vegas trips, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he didn't mind uh, heading to Vegas for a couple nights, no doubt. How's he doing? Uh, Lenny's great. He's down in uh, Scottsdale. Um, Another great you know, my city. mom just hanging down there, hitting happy hours, and um, he's uh, he's following you know what I'm doing pretty closely. So still talk to him after every game, and I think he, he I think he thinks he's my agent. He's making all the calls. So <laughs> oh, he I I mean he loves it. He so Lenny would end up back with Bears when Bears and me had played in Denver. Lenny would end up back at my place after the bar and every now and then <laughs> or whatever for a drink after the game. And yeah. I always had to bring up, like, fuck, Lenny, you trade me to Tampa. <laughs> like, <laughs> why'd you trade me? The one night I asked him finally, I don't know if Bears remember this, but I asked him, I said, Lenny, like, what? He's like, fuck, you're drinking too much. Yeah. I'm like, I saw you out every night. He's like, exactly. You saw the owner out every night. I'm like, that's actually a good point. So he, he's a beauty, though, Bears. Oh, yeah. He's one of a kind. Uh, big, personal, big personality on him. Not afraid to kind of call it how it is. And um, yeah. you can tip him back. So did he have a hard time? How did he handle with not being able to go watch you play? Because as I said in Denver, man, he he didn't miss many he didn't miss many games. Was it was it hard for him just watching you on the tube? Oh uh, yeah, I think it's probably. I think he really would have liked to have got down to Edmonton this year and and check it out. But um, you know, he was certainly he was certainly dialed in on every game, and um, you know, he's. Uh, He's he's my biggest fan, maybe next to my grandma, but he'll, uh, he'll be he'll be ready to go. I think uh, he's he's uh, fired up to see the fans back, and he's he's watching every single playoff game, so he's uh, he's loving it. Why is Canada so slow right now to get back to 
the full capacities and stuff? Is it just they're so far behind in the vaccinations yeah, and whatnot? Uh, I can. I mean, you want me to break this whole thing down for you here? Not really. Just watching a game in Vegas for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lack, and, and they're 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 getting there. They're rolling them out. Most people are getting their first dose now and getting some second <laughs> doses out. But it's no, that's just that's just brutal for that whole year. Like you go to these games in Vegas and you see the building, and then you go and watch a game on TV, and you're like, Fuck, it was, "How did these poor kids?" It do was this? tough. Like game one, like we were so hyped up in the room before you know your playoff game one. Everyone's like jazzed up, and for whatever reason, I don't know why I was gonna. I thought it would feel different, but we get out there and it's just like. You know, I don't know why I was expecting rally towels and the whole thing. It certainly wasn't that. It was a bit disappointing, but um, I mean, it is what it is. We're, you know, I guess we were lucky to get to play it all this year. So, especially, yeah, especially if you're a guy that's never played in Florida or in Phoenix. Like when I played in in Phoenix, it was just like every other day we'd be like, hey, let's just take advantage of this. These guys are going to be so bored that there's only like 5,000 fans in here. Let's just go out and kick the shit out of them. You're like, boys, we're gonna catch them sleeping tonight. Let's jump yeah, all over. They all, they're all waiting to go to Old Town. Let's just take advantage of this. And and I feel like you know, down the stretch, it, it just it had to have been like that for you guys. Just yeah. as exciting of a team as you guys were, and exciting like Toronto. I mean, you just had to find a way to get your own energy going, especially come playoff time. It was crazy. It was brutal. I watched I watched the whole series for you guys. And it was awful. But Bears, let's talk about your regular season, buddy. I had Kenny Holland on before. Um, you guys started your, your round against Winnipeg, and I, and I brought you up. I said, hey, you brought in Tyson Berry. We all know what happened in Toronto. You led the league in D scoring, man. I mean, that's fucking unbelievable, Bears. I knew it had you in, in you. He had nothing but great things to say about you as a kid, as a teammate. Um, just talk about how it feels for you to lead the league in D scoring, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's pretty cool. I've, I've had some good years in the past, and, um, you know, being, being close one year, I broke my hand, and um, but – Certainly, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have imagined this when I was a kid, but I mean, it definitely, uh, it certainly helps playing with, uh, playing on that power play and getting to go on the ice with, you know, 97 and 29 every night. So, um, super, super cool. I'm glad I, I kind of pulled it out there at the end, but, uh, yeah, it kind of, uh, you know, it doesn't mean a whole lot when you, when you get swept in the first round. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're not gonna yeah. let's not talk about. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to talk about the fucking sweep. Don't bring the sweep up. We don't want to talk about the sweep. Hey, <laughs> I want to ask. I, I just want to ask you because I've skated with Connor. I skated with Leon in the summer. What is it like? Can like, I ask one thing real quick? Oh yeah. Did you have a bonus for leading the league and descoring in your contract or anything? Did you get that? Oh in no, there they don't work those in there. I think that's oh, entry level. You should do that when you're a little older, but. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Did you on. have any bonuses for anything? <laughs> I, I, I wish I had a healthy scratch bonus. <laughs> I, I, <have> kill- <laughs> I wish I had a healthy scratch bonus. Hey, I had bonus. five kills this month. That's an extra couple of I, 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 I joked to my agent the one year. I'm like, can we put a healthy scratch clause in there? Like, the more they scratch me, the more they got to pay me because maybe that'll keep me in the line. <laughs> um, I just wanted to talk about when you play with guys like that and you all think on like such a different level than most of us, especially, you know. Like a guy that was a grinder down the stretch or Obes who was just throwing backhand <laughs> sauce D to D. Pizza's out there. Um, but like, what kind of things does he, you know, when you guys sit down and talk about PP or making plays, like I always look at a D man playing with those two guys as you just got to make a good first pass and you always have to be just available when they bring it in the zone, just be open. Cause they're going to make plays. They're going to fit. What kind of things does like Connor come and like in between periods say, Hey, t- you know, bears, let's just t- t- like tonight we're going to do this. Like, Anything that like stands out with the way these guys think, just on their, yeah. their it's such a different level. Yeah, I mean they're they're at such a different level than you know the majority of the league. So you just try to, 
like you, you mentioned, you try to break the puck out quick, get it to them in a, in a good position, come through with speed. And then, you know, once it enters the zone, I'm always trying to join and be that fourth man, give them a, give them an option. If, if Connor doesn't roast someone wide, you can always pull up, but I mean, in the zone, you're just trying to read off them and, and they're, you know, they have possession so much here. You got to make the right read when, you know, when they're coming up the wall, are you pulling to the middle? Are you, you know, kind of scissoring down to open up some space? It's uh there's a lot that goes into it, but I mean, it's, so, it's, it's such an easy gig for me to, to be able to be out there with them. And, you know, I love, I love to get humming in the ozone too. So it's nice. Uh, it's nice getting out there and just, you know, you try not to try not to run into them or get in their way. And then, you know, when they, yeah. when they find you open for a one T you just got to let her go. No, I think it's kudos to you. Cause you got to think on a level that you, you have to be an offensive guy. You, you can't just be a guy that's, you know, just sitting back or not like playing on your toes. You always got to be playing once, you know, one play ahead. And I, I think it's, you know, for you to be a right-hand shot to play with a couple lefties like that as forwards, it compliments you so well. So I think you can fit in any sort of PP when you have a guy like, you know, when you're a lefty controlled yeah. play. I just think it's great. I mean, Bears, you're being a little modest. I watched you play a lot this year because of <laughs> Connor McDavid and Dry Settle, but you too, you get on the puck in the right situations and obviously he makes himself available. But I gotta ask you a question practicing against this fucking guy. Are you yeah. the veteran are you the veteran in the lineup that sees it, that sees this line coming and being like, Hey, I don't know a young kid or team, but hey, go ahead. You got this two on one or do <laughs> you Harris, here you go, bud. Yeah. I, I, I think I would be, but I'm partners with Nursey and Nursey wants it back. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, he's like, he wants it. He wants to shut him down and practice. So I'm like, all right, we're doing it again. We do this drill. It's like the two on two times two. It's like, oh, it's, it's horrible. The but Dave Tippett special. <laughs> yeah, it was, we had, oh. uh, me and Nursey were hemmed in for like three minutes on the second time <laughs> two with Connor. And I was like, you know, when you're spit, like you can taste the blood and my legs are shutting down. I'm oh, like, yeah. God. Yeah, they're, they're uh, I mean, him and Leon, are, they're so creative and passionate and they're kind of, you know, they're always working on their game and they're not taking it easy on you. So, um, I didn't, I didn't, didn't really enjoy that, that part of it, but Mercy's my guy and, and he wanted it. So I'm, you know, I gotta, I gotta do it. Yeah. It just, re it, it just reminded me of the Sedins when I practiced against them. And like when I first started practicing against them, they would roast me. And by the end of my second year, they would still roast me pretty good, but I, I knew their tendencies. And then I played them in the playoffs in Nashville and I, I wasn't out there against them, but I was like giving them scouting reports to Webb. It's like, Webb's, don't go there. They're, they want you to go there. So, Bears, well, before I turn over Broadway, I want to ask you about, I was impressed with your defensive play this year, fella. Uh, I thought your, your your gap control, the way you defended the rush, the smart plays you made in the corner, do you think you made strides defensively? Because you've always been known as an offensive guy. To lead the league is amazing. But I think your D game came a long way. Yeah, I think it's something I've been working at and um... – you know, as an offensive guy, you're going to, you're going to take some chances. You're going to make some plays that don't work, but you know, I've always, you know, prided myself in not just being one dimensional and um, not the biggest guy, not the most physical guy. So you got to do it, do it the right way. Like you said, with a good gap, good skating, good stick, and um, always, always trying to make strides in that department. And um, I think, you know, wasn't, uh, wasn't too bad this year. So we'll take it. I just wanted to touch back, like when your first year, you work your ass off, you get yourself into the National League, and then boom, you look across <laughs> the room and you're paired with number five, Shane O'Brien. How was it playing <laughs> with him early on and having him as a teammate? Man, it, it was, uh, I think it was a blessing. He was, uh, <laughs> he was such a wagon in the room. It was hilarious. I just sit there, listen to him, you know, tell his stories and everything. And he kind of took me under his wing. And we had uh, Big Ryan O'Byrne was there too, and they were boys. So, oh, yeah. big sexy. <laughs> 
I had a good little crew on the back end to look after me and um Oves was hilarious. He was never like in prac, he would fire the hardest pass. And then in a game, he'd get it. And then instead of going firing one hard, he'd go backhand through the middle sauce, picked off. Like it was incredible. Picked but, off. <laughs> no, I remember one time, like one of my first games, I think we were a guy, maybe Columbus. I can't remember where we were playing, but he was telling me, he's like, there's a slide it over to me, kid. I slide it over me on the blue. So I, I get, I got one. I fired it over to him. He threw like a wrister. It hit like, I think it hit the end wall, bounced off the skate. And like, I think Kobasu might be touching it or something. He goes, there's what I tell you. Hey, kid, get it over, eh, bud? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was, it was pronto. We scored, right? Yeah. It was pronto. You threw it over to me. I threw like this little muffin down low, came over front and mango. The little French fuck was right there. Like, put it in. I was like, told you, bear, slide it over. I know. He was, he, I think you had like, I think you had like three points or something at that point. And he was telling me oh. to slide it over. I was, I was, I was struck. I was struck. I mean, that year, was that the lockout year? Like, yeah. Yeah. The lockout or the year before? I can't remember. It was a- I think it was the lockout year. What was the, the one time they called you up and you were playing with me and we were in Edmonton in the old barn? And our D coach, it was David Quinn, because I fucking hate this guy. You played for Quinn in there, right? <laughs> yeah, I had Quinny in the minors and then uh, in, in Colorado. In Colorado. So Quinn or him and Sacco were always like, you know, make the safe play, Bears. Make the safe play up the wall, up the wall. And then maybe this wasn't right by me, but I'm like, fuck that, Bears. We're going D to D, right? I, you go D to D to me. I'm going to go up. You come underneath, and I'm going to sauce it back to you. So we're in Edmonton, and Bears is trying to make the right play, right? And who is my loud mouth, eh? I'm like, Bears! Bears, D to D. So he kind of fucking fumble fucks and slides it over. And I can't remember exactly. Prince, you'll find the clip. But it hits Ryan Smith's stick. And I'm flat-footed now underneath him. And here comes <laughs> here comes Alex Hemsky, Bears. <laughs> fucking, he fucking inside out past Farley. And the rest of the night, I was right like this. Grocery stick, chin strap undone. So um, yeah. it was great. Yeah, I put you in the soup there. I gotta. I want to see that clip. I haven't watched in a while, but <laughs> you were on the top ten the entire year. I was on the top <laughs> ten the entire year. That was my bad. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's the worst I ever got walked. Oh, hey Bears, who's who's? Uh, you ever been a music guy in the dressing room? I know you're a big music fan. I know you got yeah. you know you tight you're tight a with music, a bunch of. I was a music for, guy for like three or four years in in Colorado, and uh, just really a thankless job. Um, but <laughs> once I got, once I got traded to Toronto, I went in and, uh, they already had somebody and I was like, it was kind of a blessing cause you can only do it for so long, but I like to take over the morning tunes more so than the pregame tunes, you know? I agree. It's so who's hard to make tunes? everyone happy before the game. It's impossible. Who's, who's running the tunes in Toronto? Uh, big Tony Marner. I would say Marnes mostly though. And then, uh. And then kind of whoever, whoever, I mean, they were big, uh, they were big rap guys. So kind of like Drake, Young Thug. Right up my, I'd love to play for that team. Fuck, I gotta get on that team. (laughs) Yeah. I always thought, Bears, I always thought morning tunes were more important to me than pregame tunes. Because pregame tunes, a lot of guy, you go to your warm up, you got your thing in. Morning tunes. Morning tunes are important, especially on the game day or practice day. Get the boys feeling good, Bears. 100%. I I think it kind of gets you in the right mindset. Mellows you out a little bit. You get some good tunes going. Like I, we had the, I think it was like, I've never seen anything like it. Like this year I went in and we were listening to like Slipknot and like, I don't <laughs> oh, even know, like God. the most outrageous. <laughs> and there's a time and a place for that. Don't get me wrong. Like, but it was the most outrageous tunes in the morning. Like, and I was like, Hey, who, what's going on here? And he's like, Oh, the trainer's like, it's just my Spotify, but he was 
I don't even know. He's using like a, a radio app or something. And I'm like, man, like, can we get Spotify? And we'll just like, <laughs> like, I'll just I'll throw on a radio. Thing going. <laughs> I put it on and guys are like, I had like probably five or six guys like, Hey, whose tunes are these? Like, this is life changing. I'm like, I'm oh, like I don't know. Anything's better than what you guys had going. <laughs> that's a, that's a big like issue. That's something, you know, that could needs to be addressed. And I'm glad you addressed that. It'll probably turn the boys around. That's why you guys yeah, had such a good got regular a, season. Got like, He's got a couple good radios on Spotify now that could take him a long way. So, but so what do you that. got? What do you got lined up to see live this summer? I mean, I know you're uh, you're probably coming down to the U.S. at some point. He's coming to Denver. Yeah. Coming to Denver. He's got the new pad in Denver. Let's go to Red Rocks. What's going on in Red Rocks in August? Are the Lumineers yeah. playing? Are the Lumineers playing somewhere, Bears? They're they're two hundred and twenty-two or yeah, twenty-two. But uh, Goth Babe, this this guy, he's an amazing artist. Uh, he's playing at Red Rocks, I think, back to back, maybe late August. You guys might have to Goth Babe. Goth Write Babe. Him down. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm going to see Rufus Del Sol. I'm I'm making flowers buy me tickets because he never buys anything. Good luck with that. And uh, good luck with that. So they're doing two shows, uh, the beginning or like second week in August. We'll let you know because yeah, you should I'll, come. I'll, I'll pop up for one. Um. Yeah, we're making. I'm like, buddy. Everyone that's bought a watch off you, get him a ticket to Rufus and like invite him out there. Be a nice touch. <laughs> Red Rocks is the best. Yeah, and Flowers, anytime you go to Vegas, don't be afraid to pull your credit card out once. Like, he didn't pull it out fucking once. I know, not even around. I'm like, yeah. play around for the boys. I got a funny one about Flowers. We had Say done, it. Our, we did our golf trip trip with, uh, like, Sid and Nate and Brady do that every year. And we went down to, we were at the Nobu and maybe uh, Newport. Malibu. It was. No, it was the Nobu and Malibu, that new one. Okay. And uh, we invited Flowers, and he came for dinner or whatever, and we got the... We had like the crispy tuna rice or, you know, one of those nice, <laughs> one of those nice Toro like sashimis and he was fucking, we, I think Sid was picking up the whole tab and Flowers got his, uh, his tuna and he was like, this is garbage. Like wanted to send it back. <laughs> he was all bitter about his free tuna. Fucking that's him in a nutshell right there. Oh. Right? Like, oh, this place is shit. Everything like, is yeah. just an act. It's just so like, God, Flowers. Oh, hey, hey, Bears, you bring up the abs, man. And I wasn't going to touch on it, but I want to now. Um, just Landy, man, you've seen him growing up. He fought Shed in the first round. Like, what do you think of the way he plays nowadays? I know you didn't play against him this year, but, man, he's a fucking beast out there. Yeah. Man, he, he's incredible. He's like, uh, I mean, he's as good as they come. He's an incredible leader. He's He'll hit, he'll fight, he scores, and he's an amazing guy off the ice. I mean, I, I could talk all day about Landy. I think he's uh, he's as good as they come, so... I mean, I, I'm rooting for those guys. It's it would have been tough if they hoisted it last year, but you know, I got a lot of good buddies on that team, and they got the right guy leading the charge there. So, um, I, I'm pulling for them. Yeah, it's it's okay if they win it the next year. My, yeah, I, my boys in Anaheim. Way. My boys in Anaheim won it my rookie year, and I had to leave town. I was living in Newport. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Loops, let's. I'm like, Loops, let's <laughs> jump in your Bentley and go to Palm Springs because I cannot watch Pedder Pairs and Getsy parade this fucking mugger on Newport Beach. So, um. Bears, what about Nate McKinnon? Me and Uppy, we were at the games, game three and four. I said earlier in the year that it's the best line I've ever seen in hockey. Give Vegas credit, they shut him down, but their head coach um, called out their top line. Is that something Nate would would like or not like? I don't know the kid. Would, would that get him going? Because you can't chirp that kid. He's been so good all year. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take much to get him going. So yeah. I'm sure he would. He maybe had some words for Bedsy, and then he'll go out. Yeah. And, you know, he'll he'll respond to it for sure. Any any way you push him, he's uh, no push necessary on on him. But 
yeah, he'll probably go have a hat trick and then have some words for Bedsy after or something. It's uh, he's he's an he's an incredible uh, incredible player and oh man, he, was were they good this year? They were unbelievable. How is he to fucking play against it? Because listen, as you know, Bears, you play with me. I'm not a big practice guy, especially early in the morning when we're doing drills down low. I'm like, is this necessary? We played him all night. What what was McKinnon like in practice? Because that guy, like, he's a bull. Yeah, I mean, he's a bit of this. I, I find a lot of these. You know, a lot of these these uh, top guys they, they take practice pretty seriously. Oops. I don't know. <laughs> All of them do. Maybe Birds are on Marsh sideways, but um, yeah, Nate was intense. Well he said, this. Yeah, he Nate was intense. He would, you know, every shot he was trying to score, he'd 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 be running guys. You know, he'd fight guys, whatever. He was uh, he's as intense as they come. But uh, the first game we ever played him last year after I got traded, like first shift, they gave me the start in Colorado. Nate center ice 30 seconds later back of the net Nate scored I'm like oh that's what that feels like he's uh man he's he's such a bull out there buddy it's insane so Lupul has been watching much hockey and we played about a month ago and I'm like hey you want to come back to my house and the abs were playing in Phoenix and I'm like put the money on the avalanche she's like yeah they're really that good and McKenna Lannis came out in the first period and it was four nothing before Phoenix even I, I had a sweat going like just to see what you to what you're saying bears like the way they can come out and just dominate a game is insane to well, me they're, also, the- they're fast they're fast they're skilled and they're huge yeah I don't know I don't know what more you could do to that's as He's good been- as the line gets you know yeah, and McKinnon's been the best playoff guy in the last three years. He's been the biggest performer so was that Ron like out there. Yeah, 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 Miko's a big boy. He's been – I think we just talked about it, uh, always, 17 straight games or something like that. We always made fun of him because it kind of looked like he was going to, like, fall over and, like, fumble <laughs> the puck, and then, like, he just put it off the joint and in, and you're like, Jesus, I thought he was going <laughs> – <he> <laughs> Mo- Modern-day Marion Hosa, I said. <laughs> yeah, I'll be called about in Phoenix. Or just in Vegas. I don't mind, yeah, Vegas, I don't mind right? comparison. I mean, they're both bulldogs, and they don't—they hold on to the puck, and no one takes it off them. Probably a big ass on them. Yeah, he, he's like got the on him. No. Well, Bears, we, we know your deals. Your deals up here, obviously. I mean, you don't got to tell us where you're going if you don't know where you're going. <laughs> but if, if you do, make sure you let Jimmy Scoops know first. But I just wanted to touch on like you now. You've got to experience kind of playing basically in the two biggest Canadian markets, and what is the difference? If there is any difference. And I know it's kind of hard for you because it's a, kind of a COVID type year, but what was like the different like vibe and energy around those rooms? Yeah. I mean, both, both good experiences. I think the, the one thing is like getting traded is different than signing somewhere. Yeah. I, got, I got traded to Toronto and I, I, I was kind of worried. I didn't think it was going to be a great fit right off the hop and um, turned out it, it wasn't. And uh, so it, it kind of, you know, maybe soured my taste of Toronto a little bit, but um, I certainly didn't play as well as I could have. And, and the fans certainly let me know. And, um, so it was tough, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of attention on that team. And, um, you know, obviously what happened this year, I, I, was, I felt bad for those guys. I thought they deserved, they deserved better. And, um, it's a great crew in, in, in Toronto, the, you know, Matthews, Marner, Riley, they got a, they got a great group of guys there. And, um, and I, and I think they're going to be fine. I know everyone's kind of freaking out in Leafland about it, but, you know, they'll break through and um but it was it was different than Edmonton. Edmonton uh obviously I didn't get to really experience it. No fans in the building, no yeah. restaurants were open, the whole thing. So it was just kind of to the rink and back. But again, great group of guys, you know, Dry and, and Connor and Nursey are great leadership crew there. And um, you know, another team that 
I know we got swept and, you know, three overtime games, but that's, uh, we get one of those in overtime, we got a series and, you know, you're, I mean, I, I think we, we could have done some damage this year, obviously tough to say now, but looking back, uh, good experience in both cities and, um, you know, would, uh, you know, would, would go back to either and, and, you know, maybe obviously there's not a ton of room in Toronto now, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was a good experience in both. I, I stuck up for you guys about the play. I didn't think, I thought the back-to-back games in three and four was a fucking joke. Me and up, we talked about it. We don't need to get into that, but I don't think that helped you guys. And, and you and Nursey played so many minutes in Larson, but Bears, bring me back to, I remember talking to you with free agency and obviously with COVID and just talk about, because I signed a lot of one-year deals. Talk about signing a one-year deal, obviously going to Edmonton. You bet on yourself, buddy, and I'm so proud that you did it. And and But what was your mindset? Because everything was pointing towards you getting a long-term contract, and all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, I got to sign a one-year deal. Yeah, I mean, I think the landscape last year for free agency was probably you know, the worst it's ever been. There was so much uncertainty. The cap stayed flat, that whole thing. And then coming off kind of an off year in Toronto, it was uh, kind of a perfect storm. I definitely, you know, had some more money on the table from other other teams, but I knew if it wasn't going to be, you know, a long-term, you know, kind of fit for me, I, I was going to go short-term. And then it was all about <clears throat> opportunity and fit. And um, uh, for me, once I, once I kind of made up my mind on that, it was, it wasn't really a competition. It was a no brainer. I knew I was going to try to get to Edmonton and make whatever money they had work. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it worked out looking back, but uh, you know, it's a little nerve wracking when you kind of go one year and on a prove yourself deal a little bit. And um, so great, grateful that it worked out. And, and I was grateful for the opportunity for sure. Did you ever think on a one year deal? Like, fuck, I can't get hurt. Like I remember when I was on one year deal, I was like, well, you would have got back in the lineup if you got hurt for me. If I got hurt, I was like, I might not get back in, but <laughs> was that something in the back of your mind that you're like, I got to stay healthy here or just go out and play and, and whatever. It, it honestly didn't cross my mind. And, and maybe had we done this interview prior, it, if you mentioned yeah. it, maybe it would have been out there, but I, <laughs> well, just, I, I wouldn't have mentioned it before the season, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I just, uh, <laughs> no, I just, I just played it like any other year and, and tried to, took a, took a couple games to kind of figure out, you know, where I fit in and what my role was and, you know, get some chem going with those guys. But uh, yeah, I wasn't, wasn't super concerned about, about the injury. I, I've been knock on wood, pretty healthy my whole career. So hopefully keep that going. Broadway, you got anything else for bears here before we let him go? You got anything left? Yeah. The, yeah, the one question I was going to ask you is just kind of talk about Mike Smith and just how good he is at handling a puck and like, how much do you appreciate that as a defenseman? Uh, it's almost like you got a guy going back there for you and you get to keep your offensive yeah, game focused. I absolutely way. love the Smith dog. He's uh he's, he's a beauty. incredible with the puck. It makes such oh. a difference when you just go and you, your job, you just go to the corners and he, you know, usually he'll hit the, he'll hit the hit centerman, you know, coming through the middle or yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. You don't even have to go back to the best. It just confuses <laughs> them when you go try to get it. No, you, you just go right. You just go. I had him in Tampa bears. As, as soon as he got in the net, I was like, I'm just going right to the corner. You don't even go near him. That's all you do. You go to the corner and he makes his play. Some of the plays wow. though, in between periods of like Smitty sick play, but can you tone her down a bit? You're making me look bad. <laughs> you, just went cross, you just went cross. I sauce to video in full stride. Like what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. You shoot it harder than me too. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a great dude too. What a guy Smitty is. He's a, He's a competitor. He's 39 now, and he's, I wow. you know, my opinion, Vesna caliber season. So. I agree. Yeah. He's great in the room, too, isn't he, Bears? I, I had Kenny Holland on when I talked to him about him, too. I just, he's spinning for a goalie. is so, so impactful in the room. Oh, amazing. He's like, you know, he's, he's not a, you know, he, 
first he's so intense he's always looking to go somebody on his own team on the other team he's, he's ready to go at any time but he is he brings he brings it every night and you know he's uh he keeps young guys honest and um great sense of humor and hell of a guy bears um i'm proud of you up he's proud of everyone's proud of you buddy i'm so proud you had a good year um, good luck in UFA. If Anaheim, if the Avalanche go to the finals, we'll be in Denver, so we'll let you know about that. Please, Hopefully, I don't know. If, I don't know if they're going to get by Vegas after Game Three and Four. Oh, we're a little, they might. They might. They might. We're, we're coming so. up to play they're, Cherry. They're fine. It's momentum. They've lost two games. It'll be all right. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I, I, hey, I hope you're right because I got some money on side hoping that's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen, Bears. So, right, um, th- thank you, buddy. Good luck and uh, say hi to Lenny for me, yeah. will you? Thanks for having me on, fellas. We'll uh, catch you in Denver. All you right, bet. Awesome. Thanks, you Bears. Updog, uh, Scoopsy, thank you to Tyson Berry, Bears. I met him when he was a kid. He had a fucking couple trips through there. We were great. Yeah, well, I guess trips. so. You're his first D partner. <laughs> Hazy, good point. I mean, that's that's special. For a kid to come on here, a kid that's played in now 615 matches yeah, and uh, to lead the league in scoring, I mean, it only took him like, you know, eight or nine years. But Obi, you're, you finally rubbed off on him for him to win the scoring title. It's great. He's got a great sense of humor, as you can see there. His one trip was like, uh, Obs, if you're looking at my Twitter in Vegas, I don't think you're doing the right thing. So I, I was like, that's a good shirt, but I got to come back for it. It was about seven in the fucking morning, Bears. And I was, st- and I was staring at the ceiling. So fuck. Um, what were your thoughts on him? You played against them, obviously, but never with them. Yeah, no, I play against him. You can tell he's got that great energy and that sense of humor around him. And I, I love how he loved to be so involved in the locker room music because I always appreciated a guy that has some good tunes going. And he makes a great point that sometimes those uh, morning tunes are way more important than the pregame tunes. Morning tunes are important, especially depending how you're feeling in there. You need to lay on something <laughs> just to get me through the morning here. What did you think about country music in the morning? I was... I didn't. I didn't actually mind it. I didn't mind it. It's the only time I could actually want yeah. like because a lot of guys like, like country. You just got to make everyone happy, and it's tough. That's why it's an impossible job. It's a. He it's a never it was, satisfying job. Yeah, ever. he said it's a thankless job. Didn't it's he? It's a thankless, thankless job. Yep, well, exactly well said. What he said. And basically, before the match, like so many guys want, like you said, headphones, but they want different things. We and we would play the music in St. Louis from the time you you sit on your bench, put your skates on. Like that's when our music would start to crank up and we would play it right till you walked out of warmups. And it, it was like high octane, like dance tunes, maybe yeah. a one hip hop song, whatever. But some teams shut the, you know, their coaches come in and say, shut it off at, at the, you know, 16 or, or sorry, at like the 22 mark. Right. So yeah. there's like yeah. six minutes of like silence where you talk about the game, but other coaches down the stretch, fuck it. Play it right till you walk out there. Go out there with energy. Um, and that you need a guy that just, you kind of need a guy that knows how to, to DJ. Absolutely. What did you guys think about the guys? It was more later in my career that wore their own headphones pregame right up to the. We wouldn't let that happen. That's good. Yeah. Did you ever have that? Not allowed. It, I saw That's some exactly kids, how it should be. Saw some guys in the minors do it. And I'd have to talk to them and be like, you, you can't do that. That's, yeah. I want to know. I want to want. I want to talk to you. Like, you know how I am like talking before each game and busting balls. So you have your headphones in. Not a good look. Not a good look. Tunes are important. Tunes are important uh, in the hockey room. Tunes are important in Vegas. Tunes are important on the golf course. So, Bears, thank you. UFA, I hope you get paid, buddy. And when you do, I'll be texting you for a night out somewhere. Updog, love you. Always a pleasure. First star in Vegas. Broadway, thanks for coming, buddy. You look good. Get an IV. That was Missing 50.